you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and we're on episode 16. And on today's episode of the Destiny Show Podcast, we welcome the funny, the talented, and the infamous Bushman Bob, the creator and founder of Destiny Addicts Podcast, celebrating his second year as podcasting. Congratulations on that. We're going to talk about the state of Destiny 2, and we're going to give our thoughts on Destiny coming this fall, and we're going to talk about the eventful weekly update that was released just a few minutes ago. So first up, Shadow Price, what is going on? How you been? Oh, I've been just peachy, just living the dream here in the land of video games. Enjoying your life, life as a gamer, huh? Oh, yeah. What have you been up to this week? What do you what, what are you oh, playing? I've been, I've been watching more than playing. I haven't been playing much this week. I've been kind of watching different uh, podcasts and reveal events. Uh, checked out some of the Borderlands 3 reveals. Uh, gameplay and wow the game's looking really really nice like i really like what they've done with the gunplay and just the world and and it it looks really cool so i think i'm definitely going to be down to play that in the fall when it drops awesome well i'm glad to hear that because i've been pretty excited about borderlands in the last month we actually started a podcast as you may know i don't know if you listen to it yet probably not but we'll get there we're going to get you to listen to it. Um, but we um, 
We've got a lot of information about Borderlands yesterday on May 1st, and there's a lot of really cool stuff with that game. Also, relating to Destiny in a small way, uh, the Borderlands crew will be going to GuardianCon this year. So if you are going to be present at GuardianCon, you'll be able to play some Borderlands 3 as well. And, Very uh, cool. Yeah. And of course, we welcome the awesome, the funny Bushman Bob. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah. And I should, should, can I just enter some funny stuff here? Because I haven't got anything. It's, yeah, pleasure to be on. We've had a chat. I was just saying before the show that um, we've been chatting on Twitter and Discord for a few months now but um haven't actually spoken or, or gained yet so yeah it's having me on yeah bushman bob's been stalking me for about a couple of months now he just <laughs> randomly messaged me he's like hey what are you doing with this podcast and like what's, what's your plan and i'm like uh really uh, this guy like I... really messaged me like he's kind of a big deal he has a podcast so um and ever since then, we became friends, and he's a really down-to-earth guy. And the reason why we have so many problems with our recordings is <laughs> because of me. Thanks to Bushman Bob and his recommendation of Craig, a.k.a. Sir Deej, a.k.a. Sir Hammerlock, depending yep. on which podcast you're listening to. Yeah, I found a bit bad about that. It's like, yeah, use this bot. It's really, really good. We've never had a problem with it. And then, like, three weeks later, I get this message on Twitter saying, well, we just stuffed our, stuffed our whole recording up because it ruined. <laughs> like, no, you need a backup as well. You need to back up it. I learned that. I learned that yeah. the hard way, unfortunately. But you know what? At least we didn't have, like, you know, somebody really, really, really big on the podcast. And, like Bushman. You know, like Bushman yeah. Bob. <laughs> Bushman Bob would not come back. He he would be like, nope, no, thank you. Not I'm with not time zones. Back for this disaster. Not with so you said, time you said, yeah, you said yesterday, which is the first of May. I'm like, no, it's not. That was the second of May. Like it's nine o'clock in the morning for me, and you're you're back in the in the past. Okay. That's awesome. We're living in the past, really. Yeah. It's funny well, was, your name. Living in the past, but, yeah, <laughs> your name, Bushman Bob. It kind of reminds me of like when you have the Bob at the end, like Sideshow Bob from uh, from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. it's like I'm like, oh, it's interesting. It's an interesting well, name. I found out um, it's got, through my kids. Um, it's called an alliteration. Did you know that? Because that was yeah, oh, I, yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was. I'll just, you know, was, I'll, I'll talk about it. I think that's one of the questions you have for me, how I made it. But it's like, oh, yeah, I like that name. That sounds good. And then <laughs> yeah, they, the kids came home from school one day. They're like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. And there's this thing called an alliteration. Dude. And I'm like, that's Bush and Bob. That's, that's, why I, that's why I love my name so much. <laughs> <laughs> Where actually, when you messaged me, I was like, Bushman Bob, that kind of sounds like Jay and Silent Bob. This guy has to be cool. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's, let's talk. Uh, so, <laughs> and then we yes. started talking and I actually got a chance to check out your podcast and I think it's the funniest thing in the world. I think it's awesome. If you haven't uh, checked out the okay. destiny addicts podcast, what are you doing? Go check it out. It's awesome. He had, you guys had some really, really funny episodes. The one with, uh, the, the Deej interview. That was yes. so awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was about, was about. 15, no, about eight minutes, but it took me about uh, four hours to steal all the audio from Dean. 
<laughs> so it worked out all right. But because um, I did it and then Kendo Gibbo, the other co-host, like, oh, we should do that every week. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you should do that every week if you want to spend six hours trying to cool audio from bits every, and pieces. Yeah. And... It's funny because sometimes like I'm talking to Shadow and he's like, oh, we should do this and this and this. And I'm like, uh, you want to do it? Because it doesn't take a while. This is going to take a few hours. Yeah. So I don't know if I can commit. Uh but uh, yeah. we actually just finally got our interview segments up on YouTube with all but 13 mm -hmm. awesome subscribers. Thank you very much for supporting us to all the 13 people. We love you and we appreciate you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a little while now to do an interview with you and to learn more about the awesome Bushman Bob from the destiny addicts podcast and before we dive in and learn more about bushman bob i do want to remind our listeners that you can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms including apple, apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher anchor podbean and more you can also find us on the web at www.destinyshow.com and you can follow us on twitter at the destiny show so go check us out on all of those awesome platforms and i'm gonna i'm gonna say like like seriously actually check out the destiny uh, the destiny of the show website uh, you actually showed it to me and i know we, you kind of go through that every week and you know people do whatever but actually go and have a look at it it's actually one of the best podcast platform um websites that it's around so even if you flick through it and do whatever else i'd highly recommend thank you, you so much but, man i appreciate that I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I don't say that. Show. I don't say that without any any you know. Like yeah, there's I agree. A lot of rubbish ones like ours. Like, do, do not look at our website. <laughs> Websites are rubbish. Um, but yeah, you you yeah you're um. I have to make you guys a website. I'm going to do that for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you to do. Yeah, that. I agree. Corn's done an <laughs> amazing job with the website. It looks great. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I decided to you're redo welcome. it because. I wanted it to be a little bit more professional. It was okay before, but I'm very critical mm. of myself. So like two days after I create something, I tend to kind of hate it. And then I like <laughs> pick every little thing and I'm like, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is bad. By the time I'm done criticizing myself, I'm designing a whole new website after that. So it's been. Yeah, you should be more like me. Like I, I do it and then I forget about it for two years and look back and go, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> i've still got all like old co-hosts on it like the, all the all these updates from two years ago don't go on that with terrible um go on destiny the show's website that's really the good. destiny so. show do not go to destiny the show oh, it's destiny. funny because i actually <laughs> yeah, that, yeah they finished up though haven't they yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a few podcasts destiny podcasts have finished Even though up. they finished up yeah. they still rank higher than we do every single freaking yeah. week i don't get it i do not get it yeah no but I get it for me because everyone ranks higher than our show, <laughs> even if they haven't been on six to twelve months. But yeah, we need an Australian on the podcast. Maybe, maybe then we'll uh, rank we higher. Bushman Bob, oh, we gotta find finish. our Bushman Bob. <laughs> Man, we we yes. had someone on the podcast who was supposed to be our co-host back in the day. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to believe we're yeah. saying this back in the day. Like we've been doing this for right. so long. Uh, but uh, we had Anthrax, who was from the UK, so uh, he was with us for a couple of episodes, and um, he got busy. Yeah. So you know, shit happens. I understand. 
Look, yeah, we've had, um, if you listen to, what did we go? I think we're up to episode 82, 83 or something like that. And we've had a number of different co-hosts that have come and gone just for, you know, different reasons. There's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of effort to commit to doing a, a podcast every week and if you, everyone just thinks, oh, yeah, it's just an hour or two, you just pop on and, and do a show, but you've got to, not that we do show notes, but you do do a little bit of preparation. Then you've got to, you know, put it out there. And most people have to deal with time zone issues, us more than anything. At one point, we had um, myself in Australia, I had another Australian as well, um, had a Japanese, Kendo Gibbos from Japan. So he's two hours behind. Then we had um, someone on the East Coast of America and someone in Central of America. So to try to get the time zones to line up, we figured out there was one time a week for about an hour that people are willing to, to give up. Um, even give up their time slots and it, it over you think you can do that for, and we did do it for a little while but over time it's just yeah it, it affects people so yeah it, it's it, you'll come and go but um yeah yeah i still can't believe that i've been able to get a guest on the podcast every single week since we got started like it's it's a blessing yeah. don't get me wrong i'm really grateful that yeah. so many people are like on board to being on and i'm actually working on getting guests lined up for the next i guess six weeks so i've been working on yep so if anyone wants to come on the show corn julio will say yes. i will more likely say yes i am <laughs> actually a guest whore i love guests and if you want to be on the yeah. podcast yeah sure you can be on the podcast why not the more the merrier is how i see it <laughs> Plus, I think it's really awesome to be able to actually get a chance to know and learn about the person you're talking to. And you don't often get a chance yeah. to do that in a YouTube video or even on a normal mm -hmm. podcast unless you're doing an, an interview type segment. So this is really fun for for me anyways. I've been having a lot of fun doing these uh, episodes. Yeah. And I can't wait to do more. Hopefully Shadow Price doesn't decide to back out. <laughs> that's it sure we're gone okay. after this podcast no, oh, no. someone did somebody do that did that somebody another did podcast that. to someone else who actually is now my friend um yeah 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 gear dad aka and he met her, wasn't gear dad it? yeah 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 i think that's his name yeah right at the end of the show it was like uh, i'm out it's like oh, oh really out. <laughs> okay looks like i'm a single person i think so bad for him <laughs> Um, it, and actually, I, I, I listened to their podcast, and he he does a really awesome job with it. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of Destiny podcasts, and most of them do a pretty darn good job. As I said, like the the commitment that goes into actually doing it, um, and doing it regularly every week is a, is a big thing. So yes, so, yeah, I've a gained lot. a lot of respect for all of the fellow podcasters out there who are releasing content every single week because you think you know it's a one-hour conversation you just put it out but it takes a lot behind the scenes as you mentioned earlier in order to put together a project like this you have to worry about you know creating all the show notes and planning and making yeah. sure that everybody's available to record getting yeah. all your guests editing editing has been probably the most challenging thing for me because I have screwed up so much during editing. Oh man, and I, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it all out. But um, yeah, I have gotten better with it to a point where I feel like now it's not taking me six hours to edit one episode. So it is getting better. Hmm. But Very yes. Good. So Bushman Bob, we are hmm. going to put you on the hot seat. 
for our nice. discussion with the Guardians. And mm -hmm. each and every week, we interview our guest. And if you do not know Bushman Bob, then pause this episode and go find out more about Bushman Bob because he is freaking awesome. He has a podcast called The Destiny Addicts Podcast with 80 plus episodes recorded. And after being on the air for two years, he is celebrating his two year anniversary. So, again, congratulations on your anniversary and we're so excited for you yeah i'm too if i actually get around to doing it <laughs> i mean trying to get it done this can they give over it um and a couple of the others the ex-hosts I, I asked to come on but too hard <laughs> it'll, it'll get down at one point <laughs> well we we can't wait to check out your episode and whenever you yeah. put that out let us know and we'll put that in the show notes so our audience yeah. can check out the podcast well, I'll just link it. So if, if you actually want a couple of good episodes of ours to listen to, episode 69, <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> for us, <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone under the age of 18. It's um, And I'll go into that in a little bit about the evolution of our podcast a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's it's poo-wee and sex jokes, basically, um, and a little bit of destiny thrown in there. So it's um, – and the humour is – well, the predominant at the moment is Kendo Gibbo and myself. He's an Englishman and I'm I'm an Aussie. So the humour can be a little bit crude. And <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we, we have fun. But, um, yeah. All good and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we do it with respect to people as much as we can, um, as much as we can. <laughs> so, Bushman Bob, why, why did you start mm. podcasting about Destiny? What was your motivation behind starting a podcast two years ago? my idea came about three years ago actually um so i i yeah well i think yeah well no no i didn't think about it for about a year or so um i think i i i started listening to podcasts and the biggest one i used to listen to and pretty much the only destiny one i used to listen to was uh, destiny reset um who've been around oh, i don't know i think before destiny started um and they they were able to have a fantastic like they're on they're on discord and um they've got a massive community and they are very supportive of each other i've never had any issues when i've been in there either in their discord or with any of the groups that get put together they're a huge community um and i was quite heavily involved in it um where, where possible however <laughs> being from australia um the whenever i was on at night there was just bugger all people on on the Discord and I just couldn't get raids and everything together. So I found that really, really difficult, finding a community that I loved but that I couldn't actually play with. Um, so the overarching – and I guess the other thing I always found quite difficult, and obviously you guys are both in the US, is that everything's so US-centric that I think everyone quite misses out. Europe gets a little bit, but outside of Europe and, and the US, Australia and Asia get nothing. Like there's no like whenever there's communication on even things like when trials came on, like, oh yeah, the weekend on Friday you come and do trials. It's like, well, no, it's actually Saturday morning <laughs> when I can start doing trials. Um, so everything is so based on that. And even when um even when they you know, obviously there's some really, really good charitable um steps taking place with Guardian Con and all this other stuff. But when you look at where the money's going for all these charities, it's always in the US. Um and I just wanted there to be a voice and a community outside of the US initially. 
um, not to say we weren't happy to, or for people that were in the US that did that w- were on different time schedules. So Genius, the reason why I, I knew Genius so well um, was because his gaming time was kind of five o'clock in the morning. He used to get up and do his gaming before he went to work. That was just, he's Hawaiian, he's a bit weird. Um, so, and he was the Destiny Reset. That's how I met with him. So so that was that was the overarching thing to build a community outside of the US that complain odd time zones um than when most people were on and you know looking back you kind of go there probably were other but not that did a podcast um until about 6 months before I actually started after I had everything up and running destiny down under started um but and they and they're really great but in saying that they and they've got their own clan and but their podcast isn't necessarily about their clan it was about you know them as individuals and content um you know creation and all the rest of that so i still saw there was a bit of a a market for what we were going to do so the initial plan was charities outside of um the us and including the us and just kind of you know trying to support people um building community outside of that and doing meetups and and other bits and pieces which was for the first 50 episodes if you actually listen to the start of the show it was you know building communities and we take the piss out of me doing saying you know meeting guardians in your local time zone and stuff like that. So that was the initial goal. Um, and then about episode three or four, Kendo Gibbo came in. <laughs> and then everything changed. Um, it, then, it then went to more, yeah, gooey and sex jokes. Um, but in saying that, we, I was happy to run with that. So it's evolved quite consistently throughout that because I think that that's quite unique in, in yes, there's other comedy shows that do Destiny, um, but not quite the same way that we do it. So, um, but overall, that I mean, that's the, the, the that was the, and has been the goal is to try to build a community. Um, uh, you know, as I said, predominantly that do things in time zones outside of the US. But, um, but then when I look at a listener base, most of our people are still in the US listening to us. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's a long answer to a, a short question. Very cool, and. What some people may not know about you is that you are very heavily involved in giving back too. And uh, one of the things that Mm. we talked about well before the podcast was your desire to do things that give back to your community in your area. So I think that's pretty awesome that um, you have that philosophy. Now, have you guys done any charitable things you got started yeah yeah we um whenever there's opportunity we did we jump in there there's been some live streams that we've been in for um for charity there was the first one we jumped in with was um giving back the military which was us but also canada and and the uk and, and the aussies as well um we also basically any money that we get through patreon or um any other source uh, consistently across the board, we put 50% of whatever we get into donating to charity. So we've also donated to a children's charity in Australia. Um, and the idea would be the next time we we donate, it would be to, for example, if we've done Australia and we've done the US, the next one will be somewhere in Africa or somewhere in Asia, somewhere completely different. Um, the, but in saying that, I guess the, the other thing, um, or then not that we have any money, <laughs> the other 50% pretty much would be going back into, like I bought from Kenda Gibbo and a, um, a microphone out of it, so trying to improve the audio because he used to do it on his on his phone. Um, but the next step from there would be to try to build like a, a community event and have prizes 
so we're definitely not doing it for the for the money um the um but in saying that we don't really have a strong enough community to build a lot more in the charity space um would like to uh and and i think that's something that we want to work on a little bit more uh but at the moment it's just trying to get people to enjoy destiny as much as they can um but yeah very cool that's that's really awesome and i know that we started our podcast probably at one of the worst times because i think our first episode <laughs> literally the pilot episode was about bungie and activision breaking up breaking <laughs> like up. that was our first yeah episode. Niobe labs just happening yeah. and everything too the uh debacle that was Niobe yeah. labs <laughs> oh yeah Encourage or to post any of our previous episodes that we did before, but we actually started mm. trying a podcast, and I will say trying to podcast because it went really bad for about two years before. <laughs> and we, I saw, yeah, heard that. So we actually, yeah. okay. So we, I registered DestinyShow.com in 2015. Okay, wow. We didn't get started till 2017, and we practiced. And between how horrible we did on the mic and the horrible <laughs> editing skills that I had, between those two combinations, it just didn't work well. And I couldn't really bring myself to post any of those. Uh, I blame Shadow Price. Yeah. It's all Shadow's fault. <laughs> Shadow. Hey, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I mean, we, we, yeah, part, we, we. We we have one lost episode. So the first one we have, well, no, I should, uh, not two years worth. So initially I just thought I'll just do it myself. It's just easier. And then I did like one or two shows and I'm like, nah, this is shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know when I'm supposed to be. It was rubbish. It really was bad. Um, and I went, no, no, I need someone else to bounce off. And then I got Genius. And then Genius and I did a couple of shows and it was really bad. Um, so then I went, okay, genius, look, these are the things we'll do. And I actually put a script together for him just so that we've got something to work off. And then he'd read the script. And I'm like, no, 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 I've given you a script as an idea. We're not going to read <laughs> off the script because that's really rubbish as well. And, he, and he's like, oh, really? I thought we did a really good job. I'm like, no, you listen back to it. It's rubbish. Um, and then we just said, you know what, we'll just put dot points down and we'll just run with that. And then, it was, then we did an episode um, and we actually did it whilst we were playing Destiny and just did it on um, – the PS4 platform because um, trying to get audio right is terrible. But, you know, everyone had mics. We always used to chat on there anyway. So I said, that's fine. We'll do that. But chuck it on Twitch and then I'll just pull the audio from it. That'd be great. And we did a really good episode. I think the first episode went for just over an hour. It was Nerd Nurse, myself and Genius. And we were just chatting through how we met and all, the, all that nice stuff. Um, and then I got it all ready, put it, uploaded it for them to check before we, we, we put, out, put out our first episode. Um, and then I remember vividly driving to, I think I was picking up my kid from a swimming event or something like that. And I got this message on Discord um, saying, uh, <laughs> something quite not right with the audio. Genius's audio is blank. So he'd forgotten to share his audio <laughs> for that first show. And it was just me and Nerd Nurse with these random bits of nothingness in the middle. And <laughs> like, look, there's nothing you can do to fix that. So, um, yeah, then we, I did some more research and tried to figure out what the best way. And, and I found that, yeah, we looked at Skype. Um, I eventually found Discord as a really good option. I think to start with, we just did um, uh, local recordings on top of Discord as well. And, yeah, there was a lot of 
yeah, really bad um, audio and audio <laughs> reproduction for the first, probably the first six or seven, where there was a constant discussion internally about, okay, how do we fix this? How do we, you know, there's people dropping in and out of audio. There's, you know, some people are really distant. Sometimes there's fans on, there's squeaky chairs. There's, so trying to get something going where, like I've got a squeaky chair at the moment. So you can do this. There's a little bit of audio here. Um, But yeah, like literally I'd be getting a kitchen chair that doesn't have squeaks and put it down there. So we were really, really trying to get the audio right. And now we're at the point where like, you know what, if there's a squeaky chair, we'll just talk about it because because we don't care. Uh, Because that's not what we're going for. We're not, we're not go for, you guys very different to us to a certain extent there, but we're not trying to be the most professional podcast out there. Um, I think I could do it now. The benefit of doing this now is, and I know I can do podcasting. I'm now put my hand up to do a podcast for my professional association. I'm a rehabilitation counselor by trade. Um, and, I've, and I'm on the board with them and um, I'm like, we should be doing a podcast guys. And there's another lady there that's like, yeah, yeah, I love podcasts. Let's do it. So I now have the confidence that I can do it professionally because I know all the things that can and go and, and, and will go wrong <laughs> as you're recording it. So, um, but yeah, sometimes you just need to, hit the ground running but you know all, all you know it's amazing that you actually put up with doing um two years worth of have you have you kept a recording of it have you got them for like patreons for the future I have a good to, chunk of it saved back on? um i don't yeah i haven't done anything with it because again the quality was so piss poor <laughs> so um and actually it's, it's funny you mentioned about the first few episodes because we had a very similar thing happen the first three mm. episodes that i put up i did not adequately check the recording through headphones mm-hmm. and one person was coming out through the left ear mm-hmm. the other person was coming through the right ear i, I had no idea and then oh, yeah. one of the yeah. listeners pointed that out and yeah i was like fuck holy shit, how do I fix this? So I literally spent like five hours researching it and trying to fix it to make it sound good. Yeah. I think I like re-encoded the file like 12 times before it was finally fine. And I realized I shouldn't do it in stereo, just do it in mono and it's going to be fine. Yeah. So I did that and yeah. I had to re-upload three of our episodes. It was fine, I did it. You know, but yep. I had to do that. One yep. thing that I really appreciate from this community is that everybody has been so freaking supportive and so helpful. Like you've helped us out. I was going. I was going to mention. Yeah, I was going to mention that as well. Like the, the when I first started, um, I had a lot of help with um, uh, Buster Knuckle from the RNG cast. Um, Destiny Reset helped me a little bit. Um, when it, it look, yeah, whenever you, even when you had that stuff up, I think when you put something on Twitter, I think was it Pope Bear or someone else that gave you some advice? Like it's you know, like once you're in, once you're in, the, if anyone's thinking about doing a podcast, just do it. It's there's, I think you guys are on Anchor as well. Anchor's free. You can just go on it. You can stuff up all you like and just do it. Like and and pick it, pick something that's, if you, you obviously pick something you're passionate about. But people will forgive you when you first start. Um, and and you just just do it. Um. And look, yeah, and I'm 100% just hit me up on Discord. I'm sure Cornholio and Shadow Price would be the same if you if you have questions. Like I've got a routine now that works for me and I can give you that routine um, and you, but you pick whatever you want from that that works. Um, because it has to work with your own computer and, you know, some people have got a Mac, some have got a PC, some people don't want to use their phone. Um, but it's now so much easier. Um, I'm assuming, Cornholio, when you thought about this in 2015, the the 
the ways of actually putting it up were very different from what they are now. Like now it's so it's click and drag and drop and put your show notes in. And yes, there's other stuff like you've taught me how to do things like search optimization rubbish and all this other stuff that um, I kind of knew I should be doing that I just don't care about. But um, I should because <laughs> I do care that like we, as I said, one of the things that's been frustrating for me is I do care about building. It's not, I don't, I want people to listen to us and, and enjoy it and, have repeat listens um and and numbers are important to me i I like numbers um but i I want numbers because i want to build i prefer 10 really engaged people with our community than 100 people that just listen um or pretend to listen and just like do what i do and download episodes that you never get a chance to listen to so um yeah it's it's a balance when you first start out but you know it's definitely been a journey and i've definitely grown um in, in and, and I think it actually helps with your with your work life as people and um I don't particularly love um telling people that I work with about the exact podcast that I do because <laughs> I'm a professional by trade and I don't really want to um hear my life story and from um from destiny and some of the jokes that we put out but um it, it's yeah it it definitely helps with things like job interviews and you know, working with people and all that stuff, especially if you're young. If you're young, the age of 18, and you want to put something out there, um, if you and Destiny is a perfect example. I remember there was a, a Reddit post, I think it was, that someone actually used Destiny in their job interview with someone. They're like, have you ever, how do you work in a team? That one of those standard things. And they used, you know, being a rate chirper as as their example point for that. And and it was a perfect way to, you know, you, you, you're you trying to help someone that's never done something before. There's rage quitters, there's five other personalities, and you can't actually see each other. <laughs> so using all of that stuff. So And that's the same with podcasting. You're trying to coordinate people. You're trying to do show notes. You're trying to, you know, you, you're trying to do things on the fly when people accidentally pop into your, your voice channel. Yep. <laughs> and, how, and then you're like, what, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to cut it out? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny because I was talking to somebody about that. Like, like, yeah, we I beat Crodon hard, so yeah. I put that in my application. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if the person at the other end's played Destiny before, they've done it on. Okay, good. Yeah, solo. Yep. You know, yep. it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> yeah. I very recently applied to work with uh, Beat Saber as their community manager, and one of the things that I listed on there was mm-hmm. my work with the Destiny show podcast and what i Mm -hmm. did with that and also my journey with destiny that's something that i actually have on my resume and i'm i'm proud of that i have nothing to hide in that respect and it's like i think that if if anything if you see that content you get a chance to learn more about what i do outside of the professional space so yeah. Uh, one more thing, I guess, when you said about why did you start the, the podcast and why, I guess why I called it Destiny Addicts. That I don't know that I do have an addictive personality, but for whatever reason, Destiny sucked me in. Um, and one of the things when talking about charity, I was like, you know what I should be doing every day that I play Destiny, I should be putting a dollar in a kitty and just donating that to charity. And I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that's probably about $350. Because <laughs> yeah. um, part of it was like, maybe I shouldn't be on it as often as I should. And if you ask my wife, she'd definitely agree with that comment. Um, but for me, it's it's my community. It's Especially with kids, um, being able to, you know, I'd, I'd classify Genius and Kendo Gibbo as some of my closest friends. Um, they you know we've been through as you said like we've been through raids together we've been through people that rage quit you've had you've got a 
a common language um and you can do it from home without having to drive and you, you can drink with them and <laughs> all the other stuff so um i think there's definitely more positives than there are negatives in in the community but you do need to check yourself and i've had to check myself with with my gaming habits and how often i do stuff um but i chose it as a as something as a challenge to get better at um I don't know if it's one of your questions. Well, it is one of your questions. How did you start playing Destiny? I'll answer that now if you want. Um, <laughs> um, I had never done first-person shooters. Well, I shouldn't say never. Like, I'd done it with friends and, you know, if someone put on a, something on, like Goldeneye or something else, I'd, I'd play it with them. Or Quake, I think I used to play with them. But not. No, I wouldn't do it out of choice. Um, I used to be a um, FIFA um, basically, you know, NBA player, you know, that type of thing, those sports-type games. Um, and I put. I actually had bought Destiny as a um, as the release and chucked it in and did what I do with every other game. And yeah, that's interesting. See you later. Um, but I, well, I actually wasn't playing um, my PlayStation very much at the time. I was sitting on a, my iPhone playing, you know, social games or whatever you want to call it. But I found what I was doing is I'd get home, sit in front of the television, play my game on my phone, not really get any enjoyment out of it, not really improving at anything. I'm like, you know what? I was a gamer. I used to love that. I'm actually going to make a decision to go and play on my PlayStation and actually get and pick a game that I'm not necessarily comfortable with that I can get better at. Um, and I picked Destiny um, and chucked it in and, and you know, obviously got hooked. Um, but like when I, when I played PvP for the first time, I was fucking terrible. <laughs> like I was so bad. I'd be lucky to get one or two kills a game. Um, few assists because I'd get a couple of shots on someone, and then someone else would, would polish them up for me. In saying that, I was coming in six months into the meta where I didn't even know what the meta was or what the guns were. I wasn't watching the, you know, listening to the twelve. I had no idea about what what this game was. And I think we forget about that sometimes. People like us that. Are, obviously on the pulse about what's happening, what the meta is, or even knowing what meta is, what's a blueberry, all these, all the language that we use. Um, but there yeah. are, there is a big portion of our community that just jumps on and Bungie's getting better at this. I've noticed recently where they're putting stuff in game about what's happening in the coming weeks, because you, a lot of people would just be jumping on and just picking the guns they like and just going into the crucible. Um, and yeah. And, and I've just over time, what is it? Three years. I'm now at a point, where um, I've got my Lunars, I've got my Recluse, um, but my Lunars, mind you, and we'll probably talk about Lunars later on, but um, that took me 217 games and I lost more than I won still in comp. But I'm now at a point where I feel like I'm contributing <laughs> and I'm getting like 1KD when I'm playing. And that's testament to me actually choosing to try to get better. Um, so I have used it as something to improve, you know, I'm 40. So, you know, I haven't got the same Twitch reactions as a, as a 20 year old that's, you know, jumping around doing whatever they're doing. So yeah, that, that's, that's how I, I jumped into, into playing destiny and why I continue to do it. Yeah. My KD was pretty trash in the beginning too, when I first started playing destiny, cause I, I wasn't even paying attention when I was just in the crucible. I was just like feeling everything out and yeah. stuff but that's how it was in call of duty too when i first started like i had to work really hard to get my kd over one and everything yeah. but i did you know it was a lot of i played a lot of crucible in d1 like mm -hmm. i would say i played probably more than half my five thousand mm -hmm. hours that i played in d1 was 
in the crucible. How many is five thousand hours? That's that's a lot of hours, isn't it? It's it's a lot of days. <laughs> yeah, it's like two hundred something days. Like it's crazy. Two hundred days. It's... That means you've literally played Destiny for a, over a half a year straight. Well, yeah, granted, like... granted, like some of that time was in orbit. So in I mean, orbit. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sat in orbit for a long time in some instances. You know, so but uh, if you were to guesstimate how much of that time of the 5,000 hours you spent playing the game have you been in orbit uh, uh, probably like 300 400 probably I would so say most of it's still in game yeah yeah so if you had to guesstimate if you were earning $10 an hour playing Destiny <laughs> 208 days <laughs> at 5,000 5, hours if you just Throw a, throw a zero at the end of it. That's fifty thousand dollars that yeah. you could have been you could have earned doing some other activity that paid. <laughs> that's that's paid true. A big, yeah, and if you could do 10, twenty bucks an hour, that's one hundred hundred k. That's that's a good chunk off a mortgage. Um, but if you do it the other way around, you you have to buy games and the rest of that type of thing as a um, as a game itself. If you had to divide what you. 80 or well, you probably spent what two three hundred dollars on destiny over its lifespan uh, uh, is that a, cent, a cent an hour you're funny so you've done the original game you're the business bit. games are cheap in well, australia i'm thinking american well so what have you got you had your original and you had your expansions and your other bits and it's what a hundred dollars a year wouldn't it be See the thing is, we bought them originally on Xbox, and then we migrated. Oh, yes, to PS4. you migrated. So yeah. we double dipped. Like, okay, fine. Five. Let's just say five hundred US. If you're spending five thousand, that how many um per hour? Like it's like ten cents an hour if you're lucky. Like, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good yeah, use. It's, it's a good entertainment proposition. Like I definitely got my money's worth out of it. I think for just sure. for like Destiny Two, we probably spent at least three hundred and fifty dollars, four hundred dollars just on that game alone. Uh, just the because of the freaking like collector's yeah. edition, uh, the PS4 collector's yeah. edition. I have. Yeah. I actually have two copies of the collector's edition for Destiny Two. I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> Well, because yeah. if you think about it, we didn't spend much after the collect. We literally just bought like what we mm. bought mm. bought it on PC, and then we bought Forsaken and and uh, the season pass. Like mm. that's all we pretty much uh, bought on PC. Like the well, actually no, I'm, I take it back. The beginning we bought the the vanilla, which I got for like thirty five bucks because I got a deal on Newegg because I bought a graphics card and mm-hmm. no twenty five. I got it for twenty five bucks. That's right. And then we paid like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, I think, for Curse of Osiris and the other one. Thank God we didn't play more than that because, oh boy, <laughs> Curse of Osiris. A lot of people, a lot of people, and look, and it wasn't a fantastic, um, but everyone's different. Yeah. So for me, I didn't, I didn't really care about, like, I'm not a story person. I should be, but I'm not. I'm a mid-maxer and a cru- I've figured out like I'm a, I'm a crucible player. I haven't played the raids because there's no incentive for me to play the raids in D2. I played them all in D1 because it was the only way to get to top level. So I do in any game what will progress my character and give me the guns that I want and do whatever. So if they don't incentivize me to go into the raid, I'm not going to spend 10 hours doing a raid that gives me nothing unless I'm helping somebody. 
um, which I'm not doing because I've never done the raid. So, um, like, I used to Sherpa King's Fall. That was my favorite raid. But, um, and I did that many, many times. Um, and I'll do it just for the fun of it once you, once you know the raid really well. But um, that's one thing that I have not done well in D2 is incentivize people for doing the raid. And that was part of people complaining in D1, oh, you know, you're forcing me into doing activities I don't like doing. If it wasn't for them forcing me into activities doing PvP for different bits and pieces, I probably wouldn't have gone into PvP and enjoyed what I've been doing. I think Bungie needs to force us to do all the activities that they've put together and not by doing it as a milestone <laughs> every week. I think they try to incorporate it in the quest. They definitely did for the Thorn. Yeah. People word. still complained, and I was just like, "Oh, for oh, yeah. fuck's sake, people!" Like, it's actually people not even that difficult. Of, complain. Yeah. Some people yeah. will literally just will not play PvP as much as you try yeah. to like say, "Like, look, it's you know." I mean, right now it's not good PvP. I'm sorry, it, it's not good because of just oh, how grenades. stagnant it's gotten. No maps, no <laughs> really? maps or anything like that. You know, it's you know, yeah, grenade spam, city, you know, ability yeah. spam because you know it's. Yeah, it, it's it's at the weakest point it's probably ever been right now. And that sucks because, you know, we fought to get 6v6 back and everything. Yeah. You know, because yeah. 4v4 was just bland and not fun and just like yeah. double primaries. It was just, it was just It was just trash. It wasn't fun to play. It was fun when 6v6 came back, but then, you know, they introduced the pinnacle weapons and caused an imbalance in the game and things like that, you know, and it's just like, yeah, but that, but the took trials like, away, took trials away. Yeah, so they need to fix that. But I yeah. mean, the, the comp, like I did the comp grind and, and did it last season and again this season. Um, yeah. And God, that was a lot of time. But when I got the gun that I haven't used all that often because um, I'm not a hand cannon guy, but I did it because it was a gun that I, I like. I, when I put my mind to something, I do it and I get it. Um, even, <laughs> even if it means I have to stop doing other things in my life to get it. But it was something that I achieved. And that's what I enjoyed about D1. That's what I enjoyed. Like, I like the Lunas Hound grind. Like, I know I'm not going to get Not Forgotten now. I don't need to worry about it because they're nerfing it. But, um, yeah, like, I, I think that they need, like, but everyone's different. Everyone plays the game differently. So I don't, I get that yeah. something. I, I don't mind the Crucible, but it's it's the one thing that I want them to do differently is there's a balance. So you don't want to be like Fortnite that changes guns every two days. You don't necessarily want to be like Destiny that changes the meta every six to 12 months. I think it's reasonable for Bungie to modify slightly guns every month. Like give it like the Revelry is a perfect example. Like, yes, you had three weeks of grenade spam, but everyone knows there's an endpoint to it. So you can choose not to be in it, but then there'll be different and there should be different modes where there's a bit of a more vanilla one or you can do some crazy stuff. That they, they need to do balance. Like if Luna's house is too hard or if there's a gun that's being overpowered or whatever, whatever's happening, fix a few guns every month and put in the patch notes. They just don't do it. Like how often, how many balance patches have they done in D2 in the crucible? I'd be shocked if it was more than three or four in yeah, two years. Yeah. It's not enough. It's, it's just, it's, I'm sorry. It's shit. Like if doing it, doing a balance patch every six months in the crucible, which, and when they do it, they overdo it because it's only happened. They know well, we've only got one chance of fixing this. It's only every six months. So they nerf stuff into the ground or push things stuff up too much. It's, I don't know. I think they still haven't got scout rifles done, which it was, it was my favorite type of gun. And the, and the, when you say there's no maps, there's no maps that really, really work with a scout rifle apart from one or two. So bring some more bigger maps back so that there are, like, I want to be changing my loadout. I don't want the same. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the moment I'm Pulse and Fusion. 
But if you give me a big map, then yeah, I'm going to start using scouts in my Jade Rapid again. But yeah, it, it's just it's been too 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 few weapons that have just like are the meta you know it's like they haven't shaken it up enough and it's just become very very bland you know and just the same old same old and you know it'd be i think that uh bungie they're still trying to figure out how to balance the game i I think they still have not a damn clue on how to balance the game they're trying new things they're testing but i still think that it's not in a state where it's well balanced and personally how long have they had? Is it five years? Four years? It's been, well, it's been, <laughs> the game came out in 2014, so they've had quite a bit of time. But I think yeah. one of the big things that kind of frustrated me, especially going into Destiny 2, is that it very much felt like everything they learned from Destiny 1, they completely abandoned. Mm. And everything mm-hmm. about Destiny 1, I shouldn't say everything, because there were aspects of Destiny 1 that did carry over into Destiny 2 that I, I loved that hmm. keeps me coming back and playing destiny 2 but the things that they kind of left behind those are things that i really miss like scout rifles for example scout rifles that actually mm-hmm. were worth using in the game or you mentioned raids mm-hmm. you actually played raids in destiny 1 but in destiny 2 you don't because there's no incentive for you to play these raids they pretty much said well mm-hmm. you can go play a raid or you can go play a strike you'll get the same reward take your pick what are you going to do so mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that end game needs to be end game and everything else needs to be everything else i personally do not think mm-hmm. that anyone should be able to reach the maximum light level just by playing crucible matches or playing strikes i think that mm-hmm. after a certain point you should reserve the end game content to the most difficult activities and i would say those would be competitive mm-hmm. multiplayer and raids maybe yep. nightfalls Yep, I still, still remember just waiting for that, and and remember like it with I remember King's Fool trying to be the max light, and I was just waiting on a class item, and there was only one place the class item could drop, which was the end boss of um I think for memory or was it the the sisters or whatever it was. So you just have to keep playing it with all the with that one character and hoping every week that you do it. So you had to do the raid every week. You only had one chance at it, um, and. Yeah, and because I was doing it, I got good at it and helped other people. Like it's like I haven't done so. I did. I've done um, Leviathan. Um, I've done the first encounter of the Last Wish. I haven't touched anything else. Um, sorry, no. I played the the first raid lair a few times, and I got sherped through the end stage of uh, the second raid lair. I just not. I'm just not interested, and I've never once thought it. The only reason I want to go back and do anything is I want to do the prestige. Um, raid layer the first one in order to get my catalyst for my um for my uh fusion what is it the not graviton lance the uh, damn it what is it uh, telesto the best day that's that's the main gun i've been using for the last you know six to twelve months so um so they've got they do have some stuff but again i'll be doing it to get my to get my catalyst so make stuff locked behind activities that i need to do again and again so that I will do it and there's a reason for it and I get good at it and then I can help other people to get that thing that's really so sometimes they haven't done stuff like the whisper of the worm is fantastic still finish that myself because I mean it's not that they don't have stuff to do there is stuff to do so when I say oh I don't know what I'm going to do with destiny at the moment I I can do the raids (laughs) I still haven't done the raids I haven't done I'm not good at 
any of any of those types of activity because I've been focused on PvP. So there is stuff to do. It's again what we said. It's about the incentive to do yeah, it. I think there's a lot to do in Destiny, but I at the same time I think that there's not enough rewards for you to do everything that there is to do. You know, I think that And then they stuff it up like you need to get the like I need to get a lot of the guns. Like I want that um malicious birthright gun. That that right unless I was away for a couple of weeks. But for the last three months, because I've been doing a show every week to, to update which night falls are up, I couldn't get it. For the last thirteen weeks, I cannot get that gun. For three months. <laughs> so I can't, like it's it's just because I wanted to get the mountaintop thing, so because to have like grenade launchers all over the place, and to have that along with the uh, fighting line and a and a grenade launcher in my heavy as well, and just run around going crazy in mayhem. But I can't, I cannot get the the gun that I need to complete the activity to get the reward that I want because they, whatever reason, have decided not to do that. And they said that that's a problem; they're going to fix it. But they said that six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So I'm a bit yeah. There's a yeah, I think uh, you know, Destiny definitely has things that they need to improve upon as as a game and I'm really hoping that by Destiny 3 a lot of the things that really are lacking in Destiny 2 I hope they introduce that with the next game. Hmm. And I'm sure they are working very hard on it and <laughs> it's not easy to make video games. It's 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 not simple. Like we can be very critical no. about everything they're doing but at the same time Oh no, yeah. They have a team of 800. They are trying. People. Yeah, they are trying really, really hard. So I, I do need to, much as I can get frustrated and we, when we talk crap about it, like we have a lot of respect for the yeah. developers. I, 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 I was going to say I read, I listened to it because audio, right. but, uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears by, I think you guys might have brought it up as well. And they had it, they had an element of Destiny, but they had other games as well. And it's hard. Like there's, they, they, those guys are putting in a lot of hours trying to fix stuff, especially I have no doubt that people were like burning the midnight oil to get Forsaken out the door just to, you know, get something happening again for Destiny. Like they, they are passionate about this game. They what they play it themselves. I know that they wanted to get on top of this stuff, but there just needs to be a potentially stronger leadership in some areas at times. I think when things are going and better quality control. And I know I get it that you can only do so much quality control in house, but some of the stuff they've released, you just go, come on guys, like just get someone to do a weekly reset once and they would have figured out you can't do this one part Nairobi of it. Like the, the most recent one that I've never let's but even more, the most recent one was the um trials of the nine quest that people couldn't do because they put a they put an enemy type in a location that wasn't there like come on oh yeah the like, invitation right yeah, yeah the invitation of the nine like come on like there has to be someone that have just anyone that has done a qa that's tried to do all the activities for the week has just gone uh actually we can't do this let's Talk just watch yeah fix it you know it's funny because i was a week behind and now that they mm. screwed up on that one i'm yeah. caught up because caught up. <laughs> yeah so i mean I guess that's what's left. Like at the moment, me. that's the pinnacle stuff that's happening at the moment. The real only thing that's changing every week, with obviously, yeah, except you, you get that piece of lore. You get that piece of lore, like the like, mm-hmm. and the one thing that people are looking forward to, they can't like. So I can understand why people have given up on it because it's again and again and again. And I think each time they do this again and again, there's a certain percentage of the population that drops off and is waiting for a time when it's worth coming. And people will come back. 
I think people know that the gunplay in this game is good enough. Um, there's nothing better than it. Like I've done other, you know, Borderlands and other bits and pieces, and I think we're talking pre-show that potentially it could get better. But they've only got a short window. If Borderlands is as good as Destiny and it fixes everything else out and they bring PvP into it, strong chance I'm not, I'm going, like, I'm not going to stay with it forever if, if there's better games out there. So they, they need to, they've had a good five years of activity to try to get on top of this and they don't need to fix their gun stuff. They, they've got that down pat. Even everything, the audio of the guns, the feel of the guns, everything's fantastic. You've just now got to fix the incentivization of your game and, and how it works. So Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with this. And I, I think for me, I always see myself going back to destiny no matter what it's a game i will mm-hmm. always come to because mm-hmm. it's comfort for me it's that place where mm. it feels like home and everything about yeah. destiny feels so great when the game first comes out with new content it's amazing it's it's the coolest thing to be able to join up with your friends and it's like this big event where you all just gather and you play this really difficult activity and you play through new story missions it's a very special time and i don't ever see myself Mm -hmm. not playing destiny as long as destiny keeps coming out with new content i will keep coming back to it i did learn also through my time playing destiny that it's okay to play other games you can't expect that mm. Destiny will be the only game that you are continuing to play 12 months out of the year. It's just not realistic because they can't keep up with the pace of creating content to keep things feeling new and fresh and interesting every single week. It's difficult for them to do. And I accepted that. I am okay with that. And it also gives us a chance to really enjoy other games that maybe deserve our time also that you may not have had a yeah, chance Yeah, just to play. because I play Destiny, I still buy a lot of games and I have to get to those games. I got to play them at some point. You know, they're, they're not going to play themselves. You know, and it's no. like, I have lots of games on the Switch. I, I think I have like 30 physical games on the Switch yeah. that I need to start playing because... They I'm are at that point now. Like I, 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 people have said that before, and I'm like, no, no, I'm Destiny, and, and, I, and I've been happy up until now. Now I, I went away for three weeks into America and have come back, um, and realised I actually didn't miss out on anything for the three weeks I was gone. Um, and so, like last night, I played FIFA Soccer time in a long time. I've been playing NBA for a little bit, back to my roots of the sports games again. But I have Uncharted Four, Far Cry Four. I've got a, a backload of games for the PlayStation I've purchased. And I actually said to them, I'm not buying any other new game. I've got Monster Hunter that I played for three hours. Like uh, there's other games that I need to, I, the last of us I played twice. <laughs> I played it on the PlayStation three and got halfway through and then upgraded to PlayStation four and started Same. again and got up to the half or halfway there. I haven't done it because I'm like, what are the, what are the options? Can I do that? Or can I just load up? As you said, yeah. it's like home, do I just load up destiny and just do what I need to do? Yeah. I, need, I want to find out what happens at the end. Uh, <laughs> I, t- oh, I, I took the time in 2017 at the beginning and i was like you know what i'm gonna play through this game and i did yeah. i played through all of it and the dlc and it's phenomenal yeah it's such a good game like the the narrative and just the story is it's 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 heart-wrenching but that it, that's mm. what makes this so good yeah yeah so bushman bob i'm curious to know mm. going back to some podcasting talk what are some of the challenges that you faced when you started your podcast? 
what were the challenges? Um, well, I've kind of spoken a little bit about the audio issue. Um, we've, we've had guests come and go. Uh, look, I think one of the biggest things was just trying, well, and not only that, it's even getting permission from your, your partner to, to, to take time away from um, other stuff that you could be doing to, to do it. So, um, and trying to be quiet. So the, the, like my, when I, when I do podcasting, it's normally at, when the daylight savings changes or whatever, it's either at 10.30 at night or 11.30 at night. Um, then people don't turn up on time and you start, you know, sometimes at 12 o'clock at you know, midnight to, to do a to a one or two hour show. Um, our episode 69, uh, we stuffed up time zones with the guests um, and I started at 2.30 in the morning and finished at 4.30. Um, it, so trying to balance that, um so that's not necessarily when i first started that's been an ongoing thing um the yeah audio stuffing up um trying to i mean as i said learning experience before this i was never on twitter instagram um whatever else i mean then there's learnings as well like there's no point just having a thousand people following you on twitter because that doesn't that doesn't (laughs) result in people actually listening to your show that just means that you follow them they follow back it's not um so all of that stuff i've just not um, I've learned a lot um, about how to do stuff. Um, the challenge in just trying to figure out what my show is going to be about for the week or for the month or what we're going to do in the future has been a struggle. Whether or not we want to do segments or not, whether or not we just run with what we do and just keep it as as we you know, as we have done in the past. It, it's a it's it's a really it's been a journey, um, and yeah. I, definitely something that i would encourage as i said earlier that i'd encourage people to give it a go it's going to cost you literally nothing except your time and pain and suffering um if you want to do it obviously make the commitment if you're going to do it yourself that um or we have co-hosts or whatever else that you have a discussion about look what are the what's the exit plan like like what's this like if you know we do this for three months and we're not enjoying it you should do it because you enjoy it it's as simple as that you're not going to make a crap load of money out of this um unless you get lucky um i think the thing i found about i mean i think there's probably 20 destiny podcasts or was um the ones that were bigger were generally bigger because pr- either they got in really really early into the scene like reset or the rest of the stuff or new people that have started it's been because they already had a following that came to them to the podcast land creating a new following somewhere is really, really hard. So I think you guys were talking about, obviously you started the um, Borderlands podcast, which I think is a fantastic time to do it because you're building up to a release of a game and people are interested and you're following other bits and pieces. And I think you said, you know, your, your numbers have been a lot stronger in that area than a, I'm going to say a dying game like game like destiny, but it's in a lull. Um, and there's less people searching Spotify for destiny podcasts than there is for Borderlands information. So um, if you want to start something, I mean, and we started at the Taken King time. So yes, there was a bit of a lot of people interested in the game, but there were already, without my knowledge of it, I thought there was like maybe five podcasts on Destiny, but there was already 15. So um, you need to have a point of difference if you're going to start something new. And that, that's been our challenge in trying to get what what is that point of difference. Um, and ours is just yeah, having fun and whatever like we at the end of the day i don't care if two people listen or, or 200 um as long as i'm enjoying my time so yeah yeah very true so bushman bob very recently you went on a little trip mm. didn't you 
Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I think um, I went to Disneyland three years ago, and I think that was probably more, I mean, I kind of knew what to expect now after doing Disneyland, but there's not a lot of places that really, like I'm just talking about celebrity and being impressed, there's not a lot of places in the world that I get impressed about the way they do stuff. Um, obviously, Apple do a really good job, um, but Disney, have, I mean, obviously they've been doing it for 60 years. Like, the, they are pretty good at doing theme parks um just even the you know you walk in and the you know there's music playing they've got people down the street it's just yeah, they make it into a very magical experience if not not just for adults but I, you know, for me it was the kids seeing all of the you know even though my kids are a bit older now um you know, nine through 14 it was still pretty amazing for them so um then you go to then there's Universal and other bits and pieces. Universal hasn't got it quite down pat the same way as the magic that, that Disney has. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. A lot of lining up and a lot of walking. I did a lot of steps. So the one thing I, I found, right? So you know how if you ever want to lose weight, right? People, there's two different camps. Yeah, there's go for a good exercise and stop eating crap. Yeah, there's, I don't think I've heard anything else apart from those two. So I found that I, I actually, if I had to pick one of the two, it's probably don't eat crap <laughs> because I did a lot of walk and I didn't lose or gain anything. <laughs> I was I did like twenty five thousand steps a day when I did this. So, um, but as you said, eating cheeseburgers and hot dogs and uh, and pizzas probably is not the best diet to go along with that. And the other, you know what it was? There was there was a book I read about. Um, sorry, I'm going on a tangent. And I do this, but there was a book about um sugar in particular but there was it was um talking about the eating versus walking and exercise thing and they actually brought it back they said like if you were going to a doctor 100 plus years ago and said look doc i've put on a bit of weight how do i lose it um i'm thinking maybe of doing some exercise the doctor would look at you and just say well if you exercise you're gonna get hungry and then you're gonna eat more <laughs> which to me when i read the heads up yeah, that, that makes sense, which is pretty much what I did at Disney. You exercise more, you get hungry more, you eat more. Um, and if the only only stuff you've got in Disneyland is crap food, although their food was a hell of a lot better in Disney World three years later than what Disneyland. Like they they had some really, really good food. Um, but you just eat more of it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, magical, but lots of food and lots of walking. That's really awesome. What, what was your favorite food that you had um, in Disney? Uh, in Disney? Oh, look, the, the, the um, what are those things? The churros? Is it churros? Is that what you guys, you have a lot of that stuff in Disney. Um, that was nice. Uh, proper food. I, I like, <laughs> you know what? Like, as I said, like, the, I remember Disney that I had around there was pretty rubbish. Um, the, like, things like IHOP and the buffets that America had. <laughs> Waffle House. It's very different food to Australia. It's really fatty. <laughs> it's really, there's too much of it. Like, if they give you a plate, it's, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I went to Waffle. Like, I even went to, like, the taco place. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like, and I went there. And it was just all, 
oily and disgusting even the fast food like one of the i remember the one of the best foods i had was mcdonald's on the first night that we that we got there in disneyland whereas this time i and my daughter did a lot of research on you know them fixing they said they made a concerted effort in disney parks to get healthier and better foods available for people and i could tell the difference um yeah you know whether or not it was i can't remember what we had now but you know uh, there was a lot of pizzas and um hot dogs and, and other bits and pieces but there was pasta there was um soups there was you know there was there was good stuff that was actually quite um enjoyable we ended up doing a um we were in the cinderella's castle um when the fireworks was on we're on um and they i don't know i got some fish and other bits and pieces they had be our guest they had some french onion and soup that was really good um yeah so it was much much better food than i expected when i was there um but what again, about too much of it what about it's your really favorite attraction? What was like your favorite attraction at Disney World? Like ride or anything like that? At Disney? Uh, look, probably Avatar, the Flight of Passage. Like IMAX the, or something? The, or like uh, to, um, or it... what most of us enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, yeah. So they, they, it's in like an immersed IMAX gotcha. experience where they cool. put you on one of the dragon things and they fly you through um yeah and they throw water at you when you throw through the, the water and all that stuff so it's kind mm. of an immersive vr kind of experience without any vr glasses because it's a massive screen um and oh, obviously a lot of the roller coasters what was the other space mountain was um, that any good the rock and roller coaster was you know pretty full-on it gave me a headache space mountain the, the kids loved it um it's a, it's a 1980s ride now. Yeah. It's, to me, it's just like they were just throwing me all over the place. We did it like four times and it was um, – I really, yeah, I really, I actually really enjoyed the Slinky Dog ride, which was a new um, roller coaster out in um, the Toy Story Land in, in say, Hollywood Studios. But it was a really smooth – It was the, the themes around it were really good. Um, you wouldn't think as an adult you'd think Slinky Dog ride would be good, but it, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, ah. there was a base mountain – Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. I enjoyed Splash Mountain. Like even, yeah, that 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 still got a lot of. And the Dwarf's Mine with the Hi Ho. Yeah, there was lot, there was lots of really good ones. Um, my kids would like they put it into tiers though. That's a tier one ride. That's a tier two ride. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I'm a fan of roller coasters too. Yeah, roller coasters. Like, really cool. I'm gonna go that. <laughs> there because universal studios is like right there too in orlando i believe i'm not mistaken i'm gonna go there once the super nintendo world is yes. finally done yes we went there as well hulk coaster i yes. was gonna say the same thing the nintendo land oh, yes. 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 nintendo. that's what i'm what? i'm so going when that happens on this nintendo <laughs> so. wow yeah me too i'm i'm coming with you yeah Oh, Harry I Potter! They Harry put Potter that one up because I was working at AAA at the time, good. and pretty... we had tons of people come in to like ask about it, and just like tr- you know, people who like worked for Universal and would come in and tell us about it and to tell people and everything. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. We were actually there on the opening oh, cool. day in LA um, for Harry Potter Land when they were there, so that was pretty amazing. Years ago. Um, and we went to the space Kennedy Space Center as well. Oh we yeah, there. that's the 50, the 50 true. year moon landing. 1969. Do you guys think? Month, do you guys after. think they would ever make a Destiny Land? Mm. Is that is that a like impossible thing? We had a. You go to our last episode. We made Destiny. 
we, we were saying what are we going to what are we going to do with destiny man i think we had um some, some interesting <laughs> suggestions <laughs> i don't know that. if i'll say them oh, uh, two girls one <laughs> two tokens oh, and a blue really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah instead of the teacup two tokens and a blue yeah 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 like yeah, i think that might have come up um there was, uh-huh. yeah we had some interesting ideas obviously with the theme disappearing for three weeks so Look, I don't know. They could do a Destiny land within something like Universal or something. They should have Activision land. land. They should do that. And then they could have, like, Borderlands. Um, you know, they go Activision owned a lot of the crap, yeah. So they could do Destiny, Borderlands, um, or the other big Final Fantasy. Like, you, you would, they would get a lot of people turning up. <laughs> they, they, they can steal that idea if they want, as long as they get 1% of the revenue of people coming. You heard it here on the Destiny Show podcast. <laughs> Yeah, what are we going to call it? Gamers, gamers world. Um, click, click, no, boom. That's pretty bad. World. <laughs> we'll have to work on that one. <laughs> Gaming in hell. No, that's a podcast. Click, click, boom. I like that. Click, click, boom. Bang. I'll, I'll take click, about three percent. Thank you. I like that. Three <laughs> percent. Three percent on the naming rights. You know what? I'm not going to get greedy. I'm happy. Well, with you got to remember, Shadow is an American, so you know it's in his nature to ask. I'm a greedy. I'm a greedy American. What can I say? <laughs> That's from all. I'll get one percent and some gratuities on Plus that. Plus eight percent gratuity added on automatically. Isn't it like twenty percent gratuity? It's ridiculous over there. We don't do gratuity. Like we actually pay people. So like if you're a waiter or a waitress, um, I find it ridiculous that and this is obviously just a cultural thing and you guys have had this for a long time, but I found it ridiculous that the people paying for a service, particularly, so for example, like the most ridiculous thing is when someone serves you alcohol, you give them a gratuity, but if they send you, serve you some Coke, you don't. Um, they're not doing anything different. They're shaking a bottle. Um, like there was one lady that literally was serving the alcohol out of a out of a fountain with which had Coke and rum in a, in a Slurpee um, type thing. And it's just like, come on. You have it, and you didn't even. That's the thing. It's because the, the, the wage is low and because you're not okay. paid properly. Yeah. No. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it shouldn't be like that. You should like if if you're if you're a waiter, fifteen or twenty dollars an hour for your time. The company should be paying you fifteen or twenty dollars for your time, and I don't mind if you make the the food more expensive to accommodate that. I, then I don't pay the gratuity, and then I know the chef's getting paid, and the front of house is getting paid. Um, you should be doing a good job. And then there's a, the argument, oh, you know. Yeah, that's true because the chefs are doing most of the work. Like, job, they're they, making the they delicious food get a job anymore. and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody tips the chef, no, no one, chef yeah, and waiter. Just, yeah, I just like, don't find. Come on. <laughs> the chef, the waiter. Not, you do not tip the chef. You <laughs> tip the waiter. The chef, yeah. Yeah, tip the waiter. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah. There was there was listening to a podcast on a, a couple of places now in America that uh, because they found that like in order to, uh, but they didn't pay the, the the front of house much different either. So they actually just changed it. They said no gratuity. Gratuities are now part of the um the cost of the the food, and then everyone just gets paid properly. Surprise, surprise. That works. Um. So yeah, that that was one thing I think. I mean, that it's not just me that's done that from overseas coming into America. I think that's and especially when you're trying to budget yourself. Like I'm assuming you guys are really good at, but 
um, I just give everyone 20% because you just, you know, put a zero at the end of it and double it and you, you're at 20%. It's just easier. But um, I don't know. I just found it like, just tell me how much it's mm-hmm. worth. Don't don't tell me how much it's worth and then I have to pay your staff. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was annoying. Um, the Look, I don't mind paying extra. Like if I, you know, if you have a taxi driver, like we still do it. So there are some, like I used to be a pizza delivery driver mm-hmm. um, and I was paid really bad, like American dollars, maybe $5 an hour. Um, and the Australians aren't big on, on tips, but, you know, there is a little bit of a culture of just like rounding it up for like if it's an $18 pizza and, and pasta or whatever. You just normally mostly like if I'm doing it, it's like he's 20 bucks, he's two bucks. So over time, that kind of builds up and you make it kind of worth your while for your, your petrol. Um, but in saying that, it shouldn't be like that. I should have been paid $5 an hour to be a pizza driver. It should be, you know, $15 an hour. So I love that job, but I couldn't afford it <laughs> to go to uni and actually get a real job. But, so the moral yeah. of the story do not be a pizza delivery driver. Yes, you can be. It's a great job. Like, you, like when you look at it from a yes, okay. So it's the most skilled job in the world. But so I, what, what? My actual real as a rehab counselor on the on the back end support of what, what I actually am doing. A lot of the time, it's actually careers counselling and and looking at people's jobs. And most of the time, the people have been injured or unwell and can't do their old job. And you look at new stuff. So I've done a lot of research on 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 how that all works for people. And one of the key things and when people are looking at something new, they're kind of like, oh, you kind of want a job where people are happy to see you. Um, and that's a, really across the board. Most people are more than happy to do that. Um, at the very least, people are not, not happy to see you. <laughs> um, so for pizza delivery driver, I think that's, a, that's a, most people, unless you're delivering it late, are happy to see you. You're providing a service that, that you're like great i don't even have to get out of the house and i'm getting a pizza at my um so i really really enjoyed that job you you're there you're picking up the pizza you're driving i enjoy driving you're out in the road you're seeing people you're talking to them you're delivering so people are happy to see you great job just doesn't pay um the the, the most interesting person i ever met or interesting job was he um there was a guy that um, when I went through his work history, he used to be the person that gave people a phone call when they'd won Tats Lotto or the lottery. He'd say, hey, you've just won $20 million. Um, I'm like, oh, mate, that would be the best job in the world, wouldn't it? And he's like, yeah, it was good for about three or six um, People want purpose in their job. It's not all about having that phone call to people because it was just, it was became a process for him and he didn't have the passion for it anymore. So it's, it's interesting. It's not always what you think a job's going to be is, is perfect, but it's, um, yeah, pizza driver's good. I, I think, I think everyone needs, and I think we everyone, yeah, there's, there's different jobs for different people. I'd love to retire and be a pizza delivery driver. I kind of want, like, I want to eat pizza. I'm getting hungry now. Talking about pizza <laughs> and less delicious food and Waffle House, like, come on. Do we want to no, put it on pause and go okay. get the Then we're pizza never going to finish this episode, and I know you need to be off by 10, so that's all right. we will push forward. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bushman Bob, mm. what do you like the most about Destiny? Mm-hmm. What do I like most about it? Oh, look, I think it's the community and the, and the gunplay. Same. I'll I think the one. gunplay is so good. Um, so good. I think that's still, and I've played games like Borderlands. Yeah. I've played games like Call of Duty. I think Destiny does shooting the very best way. I think it's a bungee thing because if you think yeah. about it, Halo 
was the number one game when it came to to the shooting mechanics and now destiny is the number one game and mm. i think that there's something very special about what bungie is able to come up come out with with their shooting mechanics the guns feel so good yeah i don't know what it is maybe it's the it's they feel good and the, the, the KD sings the right amount of speed, you know, somewhere between that 0.6 and 1.5 seconds. It gives you time to come in and out of cover and it's not like one-shot kills. And I tried to play the Division, which is third party. I just can't. And I've played a little bit of Borderlands. Like, yeah, it's it's good. And as I said, with the community, like Bungie, as a result of their stupidity and mistakes at times, LFGs and going through activities and you know even some of the frustrating things became stuff that people you know you remember about like the Gallahorn or the um the orgs you know in um in King's Fall kind of you know you'd think you're just about to finish the the, the last boss and all of a sudden they teleport into a spot and um so it's those moments that you know, and, and it's the the in-play in between when you're going from one section of the raid to the other, which I listened to on a podcast the other day where they were talking about how they actually developed that to have a good, you know, five-minute break between encounters. Where but I remember um, sitting around at King's Hall for someone to figure out something and go back to the tower and back again, and we were talking about... Donald Trump and how he'd put his name up to be president. And I'm like, oh, I've done the thing. It's just never going to happen. It's 100. And then I was with the same people again, like a month later, and like, guys, you know, that Donald Trump thing is probably <laughs> a little bit more close to being a reality. They're like, no, no, no. So it's just stuff like, and then, you know, I've learned, you know, stuff from obviously a lot of Americans, Texans, um, you know, and, and you know, English people and just meeting people from around the world. It's, it's a whole, it's a small world thing. Um, it really does bring people together. So I found that to be one of the best things about it, which is one of the things I'm really disappointed in anything at the moment. The life where things at the moment, I think they'll bring it back, but waiting. Yeah, that's that's really true. Yeah, I think the gun gunplay for me is also very special in Destiny. I really love the exotic weapons from destiny one and the raid weapons from vault of glass those were some of the most special weapons in the mm. game um, the machine gun from, yeah. Fall, uh, from king's Fall was pretty good <laughs> i love that in pvp yeah, right. yeah do you have a favorite weapon in destiny uh, i was thinking about that people are, yeah i'd put my heavy would that's d1 stuff um as a as a scouty, I love Mida. When it was meta, yeah, people... Mida multi tool, yes. Oh Jade man, I remember alive. when I used. Yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's still workable. It's still it keeps you keeps your knucklehead on. It gives you radar constantly, and it's it makes you go. You, if you put it on, you run quick. Um, it's it's a, it's it's actually it is doable. You can do it. Maybe it's not top tier in comp, but if you're in PvP in quick play, I'd be running. See, I would I'd use my blast furnace, my Luna's howl. And the uh, I would say knucklehead yeah, radar for oh, PvP no. because I think it's so. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did knucklehead for a long time. Try um, if you like knucklehead. Try for because I'm a hunter. Um, I switched over to oh, what's the one that gives you oh, targeting? Yes, full tracer. Yep. Full tracer. 
random sometimes but the, the different and obviously that's the same thing as the um titan exotic with the one one-eyed mask if you see people popping around the corner and you know when they're about to come that is a game changer probably more so than knucklehead for me um, but if you put Knucklehead on, uh, sorry, if you put Mitre on with Foe Tracer. That's a good build. I never thought of that. Try that out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because you're running quick. You can run away from activities. You can, obviously, as a hunter, you can dodge. You've got your, yeah, I haven't, since I swapped, because I had Knucklehead on for about a year, I agreed. I think I tried Mitre for a while, and I'm like, well, there's no point. It's redundant. And then I put Foe Tracer on, and I'm like, Wow. Um, and I haven't taken it off since. It's it's pretty good in PvP, obviously. I leave it on in PvE, and I'm like, where's all the stuff that I should be getting? And I just swap. Um, I've got into a habit now because obviously, like, I'm normally a, 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 a solar um, with the shards, uh, and so what? I'll, or if I'm doing Orpheus rigs or whatever, what I tend to do is I'll keep my foe tracer on until such time as my super's popped up and I die, um, and then in the loading screen, I'll pop in and swap my shards on then obviously run with that and kill someone, get some super back up, and then I'll put my phone tracer back on again or whatever else you're doing, Grice Invest or, um, yeah, you can. it's okay to swap your exotics. I wish there was a mod you could add third there's, eye there's to your weapon stuff you and everything like that. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah. There's the one that gives you radar yeah. back quickly. It's just kind of more like D1, but I've never even tried it. I don't think it's worth it. But yeah. And Bushman Bob, what advice would you give to up and coming content creators like Shadow Price? <laughs> like Shadow Price. Uh, oh, Shadow Price. Sure, oh, maybe get whoa. a better coat. Right. Um, <laughs> I like burn. you, Bushman Bob. You're a good guy. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. I'm unsubscribing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Podcast yeah, yeah. over. Podcast ever done. See, I told you I'd be out. Quickest podcast ever. Um, oh, look what I think. For, yeah, I think we have. I've kind of spoken about it earlier. Just if you if you have a plan. Um, try to think about something different, whether or not it's destiny or anything else, or, or whether or not it's content creation. Um, it, part of it's luck, though. Don't go in there thinking you're going to change the world. It hasn't happened for us. I think our, our top episode ever has been about 400 listens, um, and we're about 100 at the moment. We're two, and we're two years. And should be doing it if you're doing it for the right reasons if you there's an opportunity that you'll get picked up it'll be because you're doing it for the right reasons and people can see that you're enjoying yourself um, or that you're providing a really good piece of content and don't be afraid to change it if it's not working for you i think i mean obviously now that i've been doing this for two years i'm a bit more not critical i'm more aware of what other podcasts are doing and other content and even even other content creators whether or not it's tv or whatever else and you can kind of look and go yeah i, I know what's happened you've kind of looked at this and go this is not quite working i can change it so whether or not it's destiny reset obviously there's other podcasts that have completely shut down but there have been name changes they, they change their segments they they change co-hosts um uh, it's fine like that's the reality of it like you're not gonna yes you might lose some listeners or viewers or whatever else if things change slightly but you've got to think if you're doing something you need to do it for something that you think would be worthwhile in the community and yes listen to people if they give you feedback on what to improve upon it but take it with a grain of salt um when we've gone out to our listener base as i said we six 12 months ago 
we're like, okay, what do you like about us? What do you want us to change? If you just ask everyone, everyone will have, give you different stuff. If you get themes across the board that everyone says you need to have a, a segment on this or just segments, um, then maybe listen to them. Um, but if you're getting wildly various people saying you need to improve on this or that or, you know, I would really like it if you did gun rolls or this or that, and then other people say, Like, why am I listening to you? You're not giving me anything that um, you're not giving us any news. You're not giving us any advice. You're not you're not the best at what you guys do. So I, I can't learn from you from that perspective. That's fine. That that's not our target audience. Um, in saying that, I then did my you know weekly update, which actually did give them some news, and they were happy with that. Um, but you need to know what your target audience is. And, and if someone's giving you feedback that you don't want to do, you just say, yeah, that's fine. I think that's a really good idea for a podcast, but that's not, or, or a show or YouTube, but that's not what I do. Um, you need to stick firm to what you want to do and what you think is good. I mean, a bit, yeah, without being arrogant and not adding something that's pretty easy to, to add for your community if everyone's asking for it. So, that's really yeah. great advice. It's, it's good, yeah. Advice is really easy to give. It's harder reality. But I mean, the the easier thing is the easier thing is in, in like just do it and learn from your mistakes. If if you're getting the same, you know, that that's the that's the advice I give. Life's a story. I, the one thing I've learned as a forty year old, um, I actually don't get afraid so much now about losing something or having a bad experience because I challenge everyone to actually have a think about. If you go back for the last 5, 10, 15 years, um, or even back even further, <laughs> if you're older than me, um, have a think about what's, what's changed you and what, who you are as a person. Yes, you'll have a few experiences like Disney World or when you're on a big holiday. Most of the stuff that's made you as a person is the bad shit that you've gone through. You know, like it's, I had this and that really, that was really crap, but then I moved on or I did this and this is how I got through it or had the support of my family or friends or or you just, or if it was really crap at the time, and you just go, yeah, but now I can laugh about it. Um, and I do that now. Like now if something really bad's happened to me, like I've crashed a car into a truck or um, <laughs> other stuff that's happened, I've crashed my car into a house as well. Um, you kind of go back and you go, yeah, like at the time it's pretty crap. But so now I actually look back or if I get frustrated about something little in my life, I think about it and go, you know what? I'm not going to remember this in a week or a month or two months. It's not even bad enough for me to remember it. So like I need to kind of put it in perspective. Um, so same thing with content creation. You will learn from your mistakes. If you, the first time you do something, it will not be um, likely, um, and you will learn from it. So, yeah, advice is easy. Doing is hard. Do the hard stuff. Yeah, that's that. that's really well said. Yeah, I should. I should. Yeah, and I think for me, yeah. I learned that get started. Don't be afraid to get started because if you don't start somewhere, yeah. you're never going to actually get to where you want to get to. Right? If you you start creating content hmm. it may not be perfect starting out but you're going to get better by doing and i think doing is such an important thing don't be afraid to not fail being afraid either, to ask questions not being does. afraid to no. yeah and don't be afraid yeah. to ask people yeah. because i've had so many people approach me and and they were like how are you getting all of these freaking guests on your podcast well guess what i ask that's it that's all i did I asked. <laughs> just ask them <laughs> so shadow, shadow price i would say when you say don't Fail. Yeah, yeah, because you're going uh, it's to. Easy to it's easy to say. It's going to say be afraid like, to fail different times. Anyway. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn yeah. from you're your mistakes. Yeah. Learn from your failures. Yeah. But don't be yeah. afraid, and don't look at failures yeah. as a failure. 
look at it as a success that you can learn from yeah. and improve. Because every single failure that you deal with in your life, oh, still a failure. as long as you learn from that failure and you <laughs> allow for it to help you grow as a content creator and as an individual, then the purpose has been served. Yeah. So you, you're also a perfect example. Like when you had the show that it wasn't a show because Craig stuffed up on you, the, the bot. Um, you learned from it. You moved on from it. But it's also part of your culture now. It's part of your show that you, you had the lost episode of the time when such and such happened. Um, it's part of our show when we had our lost episode when Genius didn't share his voice. It's part of it. So yeah, we learned from it. Now we have three backups and we've never lost anything since. But but it's part of the story. And then we can... And you know, about people. that episode, it was really cool because both Shadow Price and our guests were cool about coming on the next day and re-recording. So we didn't really lose the content. It. But it was yeah. one of those experiences where it's like, well, we just recorded a two and a half hour podcast, but holy shit, I don't have any of the content. I have 30 minutes of the content recorded. <laughs> what do I do? So, and Shadow Price actually yeah. was very supportive at that time because I hit him up and I said, look, Shadow, this is what's going on. I don't have the recording. I feel like I'm going to have to let the guest know what happened and, you know, see if maybe he'll give us an hour to re-record so that our audience can get an episode. And I reached out to social media. And I was fortunate enough to have a lot of really great content creators like Pope Bear reply back to me and give me some really great advice that helped me to learn from those lessons and to grow as a content creator and to be better prepared for some of the issues that can come up. And for Pope Bear, for Pope Bear to laugh at you a little bit. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably and happened to him as well. deal with these things. And actually, I think he mentioned yeah. uh, in his... Really? I laughed when you Dude, said I that. I like, laughed. Sorry. If you saw my face, <laughs> it like, like turned purple within like seconds. When I'm like, I'm trying to get this file, and it's like it's not there. Like, what the fuck? And I felt horrible because it was embarrassing because we had a guest on the show and losing a substantial yeah. amount of content. You never want to tell somebody, "Hey, we just uh, lost that episode we recorded." But you know what? The funny thing yeah. about it is. I can look back and I think that we did a much better job re-recording the episode because the way that I approached it was the second time. If you could go back and do it again, what would you do differently? And that's the approach that I had re-recording. And I think we had a better show re-recording it than if we had the episode that we originally planned on putting out. So worked out and no, no, no. It's it's no, you could okay, good. Time okay, because I haven't got time. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> oh man so what's next for the destiny addicts podcast what are your plans for the future i have no idea um I, i'm just trying to get uh, episode 83 um about two years because i looked at it and go, god it must be close to kind of um the two-year mark and it was and I'm like oh we could do an episode and then you're like oh it's a two-year anniversary thing we'll, we'll get some stuff happening we've got nothing um so our, our big one was our episode 69 because obviously being being that kind of and, um so the yeah uh, look i think it's probably just going to be the same we i'd like to get everything out um on a weekly basis but you know what if it, every two or three weeks so be it um the look i don't to be completely honest i don't know um 
we will continue to do stuff for a little bit longer. Look, if it if it no longer becomes fun or interesting or too difficult, I'll probably stop and then restart later. Um, it, it's it is getting. Like, I think Destiny is getting to the point where look, we'll have content for because I haven't done one in three or four weeks, and I'll be able to rib Gibbo on what's been going on, and he probably hasn't been doing much himself. But um, E3, whether or not we reboot it and try something different, I'm not sure. Um, whether or not I do another show and make it a little bit more news-oriented and just be, you know, kind of tie the two together or what have you. I've thought about doing that as well, like spoken to Nerd Nurse or the original guys again on whether or not we, um, you know, do a separate podcast on on doing more news-based stuff because he's very big into, um, he's a very good player and very knowledgeable. So and I'd be happy to have that discussion with him and do two completely separate podcasts. Um, or we do, I just do that and then can I give him and I just do Twitch you know, because I'm on I'm on Twitch, I've been starting to do that a fair bit more. That's the other option. Um, and yeah, there's lots lots of ideas. So if anyone's got any ideas, become a co-host or do whatever else. I'm happy to have discussions with them. Um, it is it is a a, a malleable um, idea. As I said, I'd like to do more with charity and things like that. I just don't think we have the listener base at the moment of 100 people to actually accommodate anything or have the time. I'm actually starting a new job next week, um, so I'm probably not going to have the time to do anything new for the next three or so months. But once I once I get you know settled into that, I probably will look at how to re rejig stuff and do bits and pieces. Might just come on, you know, the Destiny show. No, 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 you can keep that one. I want Destiny of the Show. I'm going to steal there because they're not doing, they haven't been doing stuff for six months. I'll just take their banners and just run with that because they're already higher up on the um, on the listener base. I'll just steal their feed. There must be a way to steal someone's RSS feed and just bring it across to us. So um, mm-hmm. might be something like that. <laughs> I got no idea. Well, I do hope that you guys continue doing the Destiny Addicts podcast because after I found you guys, I really love the show and I I want to listen to more. I've been pressing F5. We'll just go backwards. It is pretty it's good. It's timeless. It's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the benefit of not doing a, a news podcast, you guys will do that as well. Guests that you have on um, is people can go back if they're interested in certain guests and actually listen. it will be time for you guys as opposed to something like Destiny the Show. Um, that did a news weekly update every week. I wouldn't go back and listen to any of their shows because it's specific to that week. Um, and if I missed a week, I wouldn't go back and listen to the other one. So there, there is a, a benefit to um, it is like what we do. Yes, we do talk about news and what happened. So you can actually go back and figure out, okay, this is what's happening throughout Destiny and the things that were frustrating us at the time. That you know you can listen to at any time. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a that's a plug for a show at any time. Pure rubbish that you can listen. And it's really funny too. So go check it out. We're gonna have the links in the show notes. Yeah, really funny. Go check that out. Destiny Addicts podcast. They're really awesome. So go check them out. Episode sixty nine, episode twenty, episode ten, episode forty, and just ignore everything else. No, there's a lot. I think between forty and sixty were pretty good as well. So yeah, so go yeah. check it out. So that was fun. That was a really fun interview with Bushman Bob. 
I think that we are ready to move on to the next discussion about yeah. Destiny 2 this fall, 2019 and beyond. We have some really interesting new things that kind of surfaced in the Destiny world and just the video game space because we learned about a little game that we talked about during the pre-show for the episode and that was Borderlands 3. So we know that the announcement came out about Borderlands 3. We know it's going to be coming out September 13th. And if history repeats itself as it has in the past, we know that Destiny will be coming out with something this fall around that same time in September. Uh, we also know that Halo mm -hmm. Master Chief Collection will be coming to PC with Halo Reach being the first game that will be remastered that will be coming sometime later this year. We don't really know exactly when, but we know it's going to be coming either. Is, is Halo Reach is Halo Reach a Bungie one or were they one? Like when did Bungie stop? Because um, I don't know much about the Halo Reach franchise. Reach was actually the last they... game that was produced by Bungie for the Halo franchise. Bungie, okay. Yeah, so that was okay. their last so amazing Halo game that they did before they moved on to Destiny. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for the first time, this will be that Destiny is releasing its own content without the support of a publisher or an outside studio. We know that Vicarious Visions is wrapping up their work on Season of Opulence that will be coming out next month in June. We also know that uh, Bungie has been going through some changes with their staff. There's quite a few people who had left the company uh, very recently, including Josh Hamrick being one of them. And we know that Jill Shar, who was a writer on the team, Joe Blackburn. Who are the other two oh. people, Shadow Price? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get funky. I like it. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That? <laughs> that? What's going on with my? Oh, oh, yeah. Did, that, did you guys hear that? <laughs> Sounds like a party somewhere. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going to. I think uh, Claude yeah, Jerome about that. was another one, and uh, John Wasniewski was the other one. Yeah, John Wasniewski. Yeah. So yeah, quite a few people have left Bungie as well. So. What do mm -hmm. you guys think about the current state of Destiny 2 at the very moment? <laughs> it's just, you know, you know, I don't so know, it's just on, kind tell of, them, tell them how it is. it's kind of there, you know, like we've played everything, it seems like, you know, I mean, yeah, they had the revelry yeah. event and it was cool going through the forest again for a couple of times, but it's just, there's just not enough new there, you know, it's, there, it just feels like the game is kind of like, yeah. just like Bushman Bob said, in a lull right now. It's in a lull, you know? I mean, there. I think what you said, it's there. But you, you know what else it is? It's not so, I'm, I'd be happy to go and have, you know, I'm happy to do Crucible, whatever. And um, I, as I said earlier, I've been starting to do Twitch and bits and pieces on it. And it's, So why would someone watch me play Destiny? It, it's it. You, everyone else has done it. There's nothing new. There's no reason. I'm not chasing anything. I've got my recluse. I'm never going to get not forgotten. Um, like there's not. 
there's no reason there's no one doing carries because there's no trials. There's no no one's interested in the raids because who cares what you get out of it. There's no there's nothing there, and that's demonstrated by D one throughout its whole thing. And on Twitch was always in the top five, if not top two or three. Um, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, because they had trials. They're trying now to do something with Gambit if it was and everything. In the top and Gambit 60, I, I remember going. They, yeah. Yeah. I think they're they're not getting what they thought they would get out of it. No. I'm sure they thought they that it was going to be more there, like for them that more people are going to be more engaged. But it seems like people aren't as engaged in it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wouldn't say that it completely missed the mark, but it just seems like people are kind of growing tired yeah. of the uh, of the game mode a little bit. And like, I'm not gonna lie, I am. Like I chased that dredge until I got it. Yep. And I'm like, wow, I don't really got to play Gambit anymore, except maybe to get that gun, yep. the 21% delirium. Yep. And then I think I'm done, done with Gambit. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I a hundred percent agree. I think, I think Gambit's a good mode. I enjoyed it. Have done. And I think Gambit Prime's a good, another good iteration. Being good at Gambit, even even if I was like number one in Gambit and the best strategy in the world, that just means I know how to, you know, burn the boss quickly. That's not, you know, whatever if the arc strider problem or whatever it is. Like if if you've got a team that's able to burn through people and pub stomp, I don't want to watch someone do that either. Um, it's whereas with trials, if if you were pub stomping or beating other teams, the other teams were good and you were excellent, and I could learn something from that. And even if I, I'm even happy to watch people that are bad at trials trying to get better because you see the opposition, how good they are, and how you people are improving, and they're frustrated, and they're learning, and they're communicating, and there's there's stuff happening. Um, they had a special source that that I think. Um, they need to bring back, even if it's the old trials until they figure out what the new ones are, then something. And it's disenchanting for me as a potential content creator slash streamer to to play Destiny. Um, no one comes and listens and watches. If I go and play Apex, there's more people jumping up. I am friggin' terrible at Apex. Um, so, uh, and I don't want to play it. So I want to play the game that I like. But I also want to be creating content and having people come and it's just, it's, that's the problem, I think. And because people aren't interested and people aren't seeing Destiny in the top 10, that that's not a, not a game that people are interested in playing themselves because they will also want to create content that people, should some people's livings. So. Yeah. I think um, for me, Destiny, it's, I think the content they've come out with is fun. I'm not going to say that it's bad content. It's Mm -hmm. great content. I think it lacks, it's just not enough. We just need a lot more. And I think that as a developer, Bungie has, from the very beginning, struggled to keep up with the pace of creating this content. So I think while we did get some cool things in this season, Mm -hmm. and even last season, I just think there's not enough substance there. The fact that we haven't gotten any new strikes, no new crucible maps, no vendor refresh, no major depth for you to have to chase after besides doing the same activities that we've been doing. Mile wide and inch deep. That's kind of like what it says, you know. It's it, Mm -hmm. it it feels very thin in terms of the depth of content and the level of engagement that we can have. And that's more so on the PvE side. On the PvP side, I think that Destiny is dealing with even more 
troubles with that because we haven't had any new crucible maps in almost eight months now we haven't had anything new since september and, and even before that like realistically since oh no since for, obviously they shake did a big yeah. shake up with forsaken with the 6v6 now, and things like that which, which i think fresh. since forsaken we um, haven't gotten anything yeah, substantial for the crucible time. and we did get some pinnacle weapons but Nothing. i i don't think that's enough the problem with the pinnacle weapon chase is that you're spending maybe several weeks chasing after one gun that is kind of cool but that's where it ends there's no cool armor for you to chase there's no rng aspect to it you know what they need more so so the other thing they can do and it won't necessarily fix twitch and stuff that but there, there, i had a thing so you know how uh, the dreaming city will drop armor that has enhanced yes. sniper rifle aiming and stuff like that so it's it's better so it's a reason to do it why they haven't they got that as you said like if you do a certain amount of things in crucible that you have a chance of a drop that or make iron banner um have the chance of dropping really unique or the raids like make the raids one of the only i think maybe the raids do offer that um so it's stuff like that, that they just miss the mark on some stuff like that. Like if the only place to get this fantastic armor is this, then well, maybe I'll have to do that activity, but I don't want to do that. I want to be able to get that armor through penny end game activity, like, like comp, um, you know, do a certain amount of either a chance of a drop or a bounty. That's really hard to do to get a, you know, sniper rifle aiming thing for your legs or whatever you want. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree on that. And I think that, it's it's tough because in a way, I think that what Destiny has given us in the last twelve months has been pretty good. I think Forsaken was a really big change for for the Bungie franchise, and I think that they did a lot of great things with Forsaken, and they did some pretty cool things with the Forges and with yeah, Season of the Drifter. The annual pass just it hasn't lived that, up though, if you think about it. You know, it's just, I, I know the lore has been better and things like that, and it's nice that they've incorporated that in, but the activities are just not fun. You know, I mean, that's kind of like what it boils down to. Here's the thing. I, I kind of disagree with you on this, and I love when we disagree because it makes for a great conversation. I think <laughs> that the activities are fun. I just think that there's no think reason fun. to keep playing these activities. They're, they're not like, I think that the uh, Gambit activity is It's fun, fun for I the first Gambit. month, but then Gambit after a while, it just becomes kind of a, you know, a slog and everything, you know, and it's just running the same stuff over and over again. You know, it's mm. just, like I said, it's not rewarding enough. If it had, like, different things that changed it up, like different modifiers and maybe, like, different planets and, you know, just... And you got to wonder what's going on at the studio right now. They're pivoting like in other directions. You probably got that. You got a big team working on destiny three right now. You got a team working on whatever we're getting in the fall and everything. If it's going to be annual pass 2.0 or whatever, you know, you got the other team, the live team, what they're, you know, doing like the live stuff in the game and things like that, you know? Uh, so you got teams like pretty much, everywhere kind of like you know they're kind of stretched pretty thin right now not only that they're also having to publish their own you know game now and everything so they've got to get ready for a big marketing campaign of some sort with whatever they're going to give in the fall because they have to still make money they definitely have to make money now because they are self-publishing 
Yeah, I I think if anything, this is creating mm-hmm. a ton of pressure on Bungie. And if if you think about it, I think this time right now in Bungie, in their entire history, I think this is the most uncertain time for them because they have to publish their own game. We know from a historical standpoint that they've had trouble with producing content and keeping up with the with the pace of what players want and expect. That's why Vicarious Vision. Now they're not going to have them anymore after this. Them yeah. Build the game. They won't have that studio. They won't have that. Money. I'm not going to have it. Uh, I'm going to ask a question of you guys because obviously money is is part of how, what they need in order to get people in and to make content to make it. It's a bit of a cycle. Would you, and I know it's not the first time that I, I did come up with this idea myself, but I'm sure it wasn't particularly new and other people have done the same thing. Subscription. World you know, of Warcraft, about they it can do it. Last week. Would you, yeah, whether or not it would work or not, if, thing, would you if two they guys brought pay in enough people yes. to work on it and Destiny. they gave us content, like, it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, similar to World of Warcraft. If you got a as long as they're able to keep up with the pace and, and everything, there's content in a subscription con- model. You have to have content like every every month and everything. So, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had and they did meta changes in the Crucible every. Month. I would they, do they it. Fix it. I would do it. Yeah, we're having. Would you do it? I I hundred percent would. Um, I've I've talked about yeah. this a lot actually, and I've been a huge supporter of them coming up with a subscription-based model that would allow them to fund the game, but also... They'd have to hire so many more people, though. They'd have to hire... here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they would, 100%. But they would be able to. They would have millions of... And whether or not this is the right... Obviously, this would be a very poor time to come up with this idea for them themselves because a lot of people have dropped off that would have done it. If they started Destiny 2 with a subscription-based model after... Um, the success of D1, if they had the, the content to come, I actually think that they probably would have been in a better position. Obviously, Activision is another kettle of fish and the rest of it. Um, but if they could have kept up with it, and yes, D2 didn't hit the mark on a lot of different areas, but if they released D2 in a good space, let's say if they, if they released D2 at the Forsaken level to start with and they'd learned from all their mistakes or just ran D1 into D2, I actually think that would have been really, really successful. Um, and I think if they've got an opportunity to start at D three with that, if they can build trust again, um, and you know, and yes, you can have some free for, you know, for a free game. There's other models jump in and do bits and pieces, but um, I would be happy to support them, even if the the paid version. Like I know lots of games do that. Like there's a paid version and free version for people to play as well, so you can at least play with other people. Um, then I'd be open to having two different segments and all I get out of the, the $15 subscription is some silver um, and maybe a couple of ornaments and no, you know what I mean? That type yeah, of thing. It's going to be interesting um, when the fall happens. Then, Cause yeah, you know, I mean, it. they're going to be going up against the Borderlands three. It, it's going to be a behemoth. Like there's going to be so many people that are going to go to that game and everything. And you know, Destiny's two is probably going to lose some players and things like that, you know, because like that game has like, they were the original looter shooter basically but the borderlands franchise so i mean it's a mm. lot of people who got started in twitch and things like that started mm-hmm. with borderlands and stuff so now mm. Mm. Yeah, borderlands, the speed runs of borderlands we know it's coming out september 13th do you think that it is wise for destiny to release 
any new content that month or do you think they maybe should either I wait think they should wait to do it in October or maybe I, I think they should wait and do it in August? I think they should wait either October or November just uh, let Borderlands have that start. month because they're going to eat up a lot of the, uh, the, the the space and everything I feel like of that genre yeah well you got to remember November is a call of duty month so that's a big month also yeah yeah i was gonna say like and they've done it before they'll do it they should it should be on their turn they should if they think that's ready and it's in good space to come out then then that's it there will be people that that know life borderlands and they'll lose them they're not in a space that they're going to there's not that many people so um and i doubt that whatever's coming next is going to be at a point where it's going to be that amazing that people will be you know coming back to destiny in november from borderlands anyway like i think there people will come back and do whatever the activity if it's another you know and season pass again like we've had in the past which i 100 percent believe it will be um yeah i i think they should just do whatever they want whenever they i mean it's a business decision they'll need to make but i'll be there whatever they whatever they decide to do but um yeah it seems you're right like but if they do that then the next month call of duty and then the next month December so you know it, there's other games that come out for Christmas as well at that point so there's always another game that's probably going to kill them um, but they should just be again if it was a subscription model you'd just be like yep and then the bits and pieces you can come away from it and come back again um, what they need to do is do cross save so that when I've got to jump on my piece like I would the only thing that would stop me from doing a subscription based model is if they didn't change it to cross save I want to be able to play on my PC and my PlayStation 4 um and my Switch if they ever bring it to that whatever it is without yeah I just can't go through that like I've got a PC thing and you're like oh we should play oh, together no. and like, so far behind PC because it's just too hard to keep up I, I so as much like as we say there's I, no I content like there is content that would be pretty cool I think do it again and again you know, yeah yeah, could play it on the train. I would totally buy the game on yeah. the Switch, and I think one idea is for them to maybe somehow bring elements of D one into D two. I think that's really missing, and I think that would cut down in their production time mm-hmm. because they have the blueprint already made for that kind of assets. Interesting changes make the game available on PC. I think that would bring enough people back and i think that might be a smart move for them to do yeah i'd pay for that if they said it's 15 bucks and you can get all your d1 right i'd buy that pack and you just say you don't need yeah, to just play those, get those guns again you know Fantastic. i love that just to be in those those spaces again mm-hmm. in venus and i mean yeah. i know we talk about it like almost every week but it's it's content that you know is just it's not it's just sitting there just like yeah i mean there's not many people playing destiny one right now sitting there you know so it it, it just would make sense that they, they have all that yeah. stuff they take people watching like, it bring it into the game somehow you know it doesn't have to be copy paste you know you could you could add some new elements but you know just have those mm-hmm. those spaces yeah actually one thing that me and shadow talked about before the podcast is the idea of Bungie bringing on board other studios to help them create that in-between content, like the annual pass or the Mm -hmm. smaller expansions after the main game comes out. Because I think that as a studio, it's a lot more demanding to create a new game. And 
the majority of the team is working at E3. So I'm wondering, is it smart to pull them away hmm. to create side content to keep us playing in between? Or help me yeah. take a break? anything for a year because guess what most studios don't release content 12 months out of the year they just they they don't you have studios that for mm. example make call of duty games you have a different studio working on a game they spend three years developing the game and then it comes out but yet they still have a new call of duty coming out every single year i think that bungie needs to maybe mm. hire on a different studio even if that means they don't make money for that content or they make less money because if they are focused on destiny yep. 3 they have another studio producing the content in between i look i i just hope they do destiny 3 and just bloody leave it like leave it like world of warcraft and just make it the, that that's it um or develop d2 into something different not a terrible game the game's there destiny just a great content. Game. and we actually had a guest on three or four weeks ago, who had a really interesting point about this. I think that, you know, with Destiny 2, that is a product of Activision and Bungie. I, I don't see them continuing long-term mm -hmm. support for Destiny 2. I think what we have now as Destiny no. 2 is what it will be. We might have another annual pass, but beyond that, mm -hmm. I think they're going to move on to the next thing because there's too Maybe much... Destiny negativity surrounded around destiny 2 and also i'm sure from a financial yeah. standpoint they might have to share some kind of revenue with activision in continuing this game yeah so i think starting fresh might be the best thing for them with destiny 3 i would yeah i would yeah, love yeah. it i think they destiny just change it but destiny. Change it to destiny, destiny. Yeah. when and just you know this is when they get to that point like where destiny 3 would have like released like, you know, this this is destiny. This is our destiny. This is what the game we wanted to make all along. And as I said, I actually think this, I mean, they'll probably have their own figures on it, but if they released it and then just put it, this is a subscription model, off you go. I actually think that they've got enough dedicated, like you, in order for subscription models to work, you need to have addicts. That's why we call ourselves Destiny Addicts. You need people that are committed to the franchise and willing to pay that because that's their hobby. And they've spoken about that a million times. There's there's people that consider this their hobby and play. There's I have a bundle of people that would consider themselves um, that that's this, this is the main game by so far. It's not funny, and it is a worthwhile investment for me to pay. I'd have to get it through my wife, um, but it, I would say to her, it's fifteen dollars a month. But that's my hobby. It's it's cheaper than you know playing netball or basketball or like this is what i do and that 15 dollars is being used probably more than my spotify account um so it, the value adds there and i think that most people that can afford it there will be some people that can't afford it and that's that's a problem um but most people that that will use it as the hobby will maybe it will make some people go to work that won't be sitting at home not working um, just so they can support their destiny addicts um, hobby. But I, I, I honestly think that that would that would work, um, and that you would have more commitment from people and more engagement in the community. And but, hundred percent, they would need to kick it out of the ballpark. But they should have the money to kick. Yeah, and we know content. they're working with other um, venture capitalists like NetEase. NetEase has funded, I believe, a hundred million dollars thus far into. Bungie as a company, mm. so they can get additional funding there. 
I think a subscription model would be really awesome. I also think that it's kind of, it's not simple to just come out with a subscription model. I think that it I would I think they'd have to upgrade that engine to too, if they have to create like to, the content. And, oh yeah. Yeah, they may they may need to upgrade the engine to be able to release the content. Or a new such, one, but a whole new engine so, in, in entirely and everything, you know, because they always had a problem, like, you know, updating this game, like saying that it take took them a whole day to move a rock like a few inches and stuff you know so it's like ugh, it's not good now yeah. guys this is just a thought and it's probably not going to happen but what if hypothetically speaking bungie came out at e3 and said we're going to show you a video and we're going to show you what we've been working on with destiny 3 this is a little sneak peek for what you can expect a year from now and we just want to let you know that we're not going to release any paid content this year until Destiny 3 is out. How would you feel about this? Yeah. I would feel like I can go and play my other games. <laughs> and that's fine. If, if, they, if they kick the I next one out of the park, I'm, I'll support them. I'll support Bungie, whatever they decide to do. Um, but they, I, think, I think they need to make a decision about what to do. You're right. Like, they either say we're going to continue to support this and do ongoing stuff or yeah but it's just can they do that though like that's what you've got financially that's not realistic you know they they have to make money and everything they're they're, they don't have a you know endless pile of cash they're not like nintendo where they're just sitting on like you know piles of money from all their ip and things like that so you know it's they have to i feel like if they were to do that they would also like try to supplement some sort of annual pass or something, you know. There you go. So people can come. There you go. And pay them hey, and maybe they can hire on Bushman Bob yeah. to be the host of Destiny Land. In Australia, they can open it in Melbourne, Australia, and see how many people come from <laughs> the United States over here. That's that's a perfect idea. I, I like, like this. I like we're where we're some money. We're gonna we're gonna talk to. Sir I mean, because I know the the, the voice actors and things like that. I mean, and I know they're not a lot of money to you know, but you know, when they come in and record lines, you know, that's money that they gotta pay them and everything like that, you know, and just to keep keep all the servers going, things like that. In Destiny Land, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just we just hire some people to pretend that they're um, there's a buyer. We've stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars. Welcome to Destiny Land. <laughs> Let's get to taking them out one by one. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, we know that Bungie is now an independent studio, the largest indie studio that I'm aware of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That are out there. We know that they no longer have Activision to fall back on financially but also we can't really blame activision for the game's future thus far do you well we we could well we, we, could, we can but we won't is the other question <laughs> but um do you think that bungie is on the right track do you think that this activision split was good for bungie looking at it five months later Hell, probably. <clears throat> I think so. I mean, it depends what they come up with next, which I think would be great. Um, 
and then it'll be shit at the same time. <laughs> it, it's going to be great. Like, again, like it'll be a fantastic game. The gunplay like, will be great. Uh, and then, I'll, yeah, yeah. And people will complain about it. Um, look, yeah, I, I don't, and I won't. I, I didn't complain. I, I had no problem with um, Destiny 2 and its release. Um, I was happy to do everything, and then everyone, you know, it was always the end game, whatever. Like, you know what? Happy to do whatever. Um, I think deep down, most people are okay. Most people that play this game consistently are okay with whatever Bungie does. It's just there are frustrating things. Um, was it the right decision? Probably. Like if they if they didn't like their Overmasters and Activision and it wasn't a good a good fit culturally for whatever reason, then yeah, go for it. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think they've got the support of. I think people like Bungie, uh, and I think that they'll support them whatever they come up with as long as they can continue to you know pay their staff. Um. Yeah, I think it was a good decision. But I mean, we'll see what their work is and what what comes out next. But could they afford to keep all of their? Could they afford to keep all the people that <laughs> they're all left? <laughs> see, I was going to say for me, I'm not quite sure if splitting up with Activision was the right move because if you think about it, a lot of what we got with Destiny One and Destiny Two was probably because Activision put some limits on them. They said, look, you guys have to put out this content. We need this content out. And without that big brother watching over and saying, mm. okay, from a business standpoint, we need to release this content, mm-hmm. you're losing that. And also, you're losing Activision, but you're also losing Vicarious Studios, who too. I think mm-hmm. was completely instrumental in the game being launched on PC and mm-hmm. season of opulence so for me i i don't know if bungie is in the position to just do everything on their own i think they need a publisher and if bungie with a publisher was struggling with releasing content in destiny one it almost makes me wonder what makes us think that bungie without a publisher can do a better job with less money, less funding, less developer support, and less marketing support. And it it becomes a really interesting topic because with so many developers leaving Bungie now, like Josh Hamrick and John Wisniewski and Jill Shar, it makes me wonder, like, is Bungie going to be okay in two, three years unless they find a publisher? I don't know. Hence the the twab this week. They couldn't even put any information. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they're running nothing. out of t- stuff to talk. You know, yeah. and and it's funny because I was actually expecting something from them this week, especially with Borderlands announcing so many so many new things with the game that's coming out in September. Their response was very lackluster, and I think that. Destiny will always be a game that I come back to, but at the same time, I feel like it may not be such a bad thing for them to take a year off and build that mm-hmm. content. Take that time to make it right <laughs> rather than trying to rush something out that will be half awesome and half baked. Just take the time to work on it. And if they have to release more content, that means they need to either hire more people on or they need to find a studio that can help them to release the content like what we had with Vicarious Visions. Yeah, I think it's heads down, like in a lot of departments in Bungie right now, they're all they're definitely like working hard and things like that. 
you know, and it's, I mean, there'll be the teams that bring us the, the live content, like, you know, the, the, the iron banner and things like that, you know? Um, but it seems like they're work, definitely working on something And you know, obviously we, we don't, we don't know any of that right now. I mean, we're, we hopefully will find something out at E3, what, what they're doing, but that's interesting that you said that, like, what if they, yeah, came out to E3 and said, you know, this is what we're working on and this is our vision. Well, this is what we, how we feel. This is the direction we want destiny to go and everything, you know? So. I think, yeah, I think they'll do it at E3 there within nine to 12 months of releasing. And I don't think they'll do it. 18 to 24 months away from it because it'll take away from um, whatever. If they're going to do another year of it on top of this, which is 18 months away, I don't think they'll release information on D3 yet. Um, but yeah, if they, as you said, if they're due to release, say, kind of May, June next year, I think they will because they need something if they don't. They might say, you yeah. know. But you're right. You, 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 this whole thing with the Activision thing, you know, when you put it the way you do it, corn like 100. percent Like it's it's not. It's easier to have someone else there, and it's you know, are they going to get pressured to to put releases out that wouldn't have other? I mean, they've got the pressure to put releases out because they need money. Um, yeah, there, there'll be other over. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> for example, I have a lot of people that go, I want to be self. So much easier when you're self-employed. You're like, well, no. Then you've got like 55 bosses instead of one. Um, so that they've got their own pressures. Obviously, they've got the people that are investing their hundred million dollars into whatever it was for the um. There's this stuff. I, I think they'll be fine, and they'll they'll have to release something. And, and the next iteration of Destiny needs to be good and needs to hit the mark. Um, especially as you said with other. I mean, there's obviously there's Anthem if that sits stuff under you know gets on top of that the division. Um, but and you can compare it to lots of games destiny but i think it has its own magic and bungie has their own magic and that's what i'm hoping for and as a naive <laughs> kind of teenager or whatever it is at the time like i think that they like disney they've got they've got a lot of goodwill there's a lot of people that like bungie and will stick with them um and i'm not a halo person but i'll stick with them because i i believe in them and i think that the people that are there are good and that they will um, they're doing the best that they can. It's just sometimes their best doesn't hit the mark. But it's the same thing as content creation that we've spoken about with our podcast and yours. Like, you know, I, I in, even in my own work, I, you know, everyone makes mistakes and you learn from it. Um, they seem to be making the same ones again and again, but they're also listening to too many. It's similar to what I said before about, like, you know, if you're a content creator, list some people and not others. They need, they need to tell people. Well, they did hire a PvP um, um, pretty much uh, player just recently to help them, you know, with uh, the Crucible mm. and things like that. So hopefully something good will come out of that. Yep. They hired a top PvP player. I think it's Chance or yeah. Chance, not Chance or Chance. I can't remember his name, but yeah. To start with B. Got it quick too. I think I did it in like, so the, the I, um, Luna's Hell, I think, cooked me 217 games, this time with the double-ups, and I, I was on a win I try to I play, like, like, one game a, le- a week, because you get that bonus if you played, like... You gotta play three, right? Yeah, three. Okay. Gotta play so three. I gotta at least play three then, because you, you get that bonus. They give you, like, 80 to 100 points. They give you that many points? Oh, my God. I'll just, I'll just get it like yeah. that. That's what I'm yeah. <laughs> That's how I did it. So when I, so when, when I did... When I game of... Wind... 
um, and I lost more. I think I lost, you know, 10 games more than I won. So like, how did I make the things? And it's all about streaks, but it's also 120 points. I did that for 10 weeks. So that was 1,000 by 2,000 points. So it is really important that people actually play that consistently and do the three games at least per week. Yeah, I got to so somehow to... squeak in three through the grenade spams, but I guess I'll try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even if you lose all three of them, that 120 kind of at least makes you yeah. even. So I'll hopefully I'll at least win one of them. Two of them would be nice. All three would be great, but... All right, well, Bushman Bob, before we let you go... Do you want to let the audience know where we can learn more about you? Um, no, look, at, yeah, I think, what is it? For me personally, Twitch, you can find me at Push and Bob at Twitch. Just click a follow and when I come on, Nick, I'm going to try to get on a fair bit more. Um, the show itself, just type in Destiny Addicts Podcast. It's all over the place. Um, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, type it in on the internet. It'll it'll take you there. Um and Twitter, I'm on Twitter. Discord's probably the easiest thing. I mean, I mean, um, uh, was it the Destiny Show? Is that right? Um, that in that Discord, you can just hit me up there and send me a private message. That's that, that I'm on there more often. If you send me a message on Twitter, I'd check that irregularly. So, um, yeah, hit me up. A bit of fun. I'm more happy. Said so. I'm Australian Melbourne playing from. Whenever the kids go to bed, normally eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, through till sometimes two o'clock in the morning, um, sometimes three, but normally twelve. Um, and I normally do it on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday night, sometimes Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, but definitely Sunday, Monday. Um, and I'll normally stream when I can, or yeah, as I said, and I'm happy to help people with. Now that I am a one point one KD, I can't take you all the way to get you Luna's how but I can be part of a good team. So if anyone's ever interested in that, that, that that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Like, what do you do in Destiny? That's, I would really like to work with people that need help, and I'm happy to get them to that point where I'm at anyway and people to do that, those types of activities, do raids, that type of thing. Hence, the whole reason I started the podcast was to meet people and, and do that within my local time zone. So if there is any listeners that are outside the US or that play really early in the morning, what hours, I'm happy to do that. I'm also happy to um, do dual streams. If people want to do streaming together with me, uh, whether or not that's you, Corn Julio, definitely Shadow Price. Don't worry about Corn Julio. Um, if you're on at odd hours, I'm happy to just people and do dual streams together. So, yeah, that's that's probably that's probably where my focus is. Six months is just continuing with the podcast a little bit, but also doing my own personal branding and doing some Twitch stuff, community building. That's me. Oh, and one one spicy tuna roll. That was a terrible twab, by the way. There's nothing in it. It's the worst twab ever. Just just as it's terrible. I mean, I haven't even done. I haven't done the. Vin- <laughs> We're gonna but... briefly mention it. But yeah, there's nothing there. There's nothing in this weekly update. We were waiting for an update. There was nothing. So. And do you play on PC, Xbox, no. or PS4? I good point. Yeah, PS4 is my main. I do have PC, so if people play with me. I can jump on do it but you will have to put up with the fact that i'm about 200 light under level um and i haven't got the the only thing i haven't i bought the everything except the annual pass so i can't get that boost up to 640 um but yes yeah you can catch me on pc as well it's just bush so it's just bush and bob um in all of those locations i'm on reddit as well i think i'm pushing bob 78 but 
if you search me up for just Bush and Bob, which is spelt as it's said, um, that's that's me. I'm done. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's, it's been excellent. Yeah, I, I spoke. I felt like I've spoken over you just like I do in my <laughs> podcast. But um, that's what you it's get. All good, brother. Thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you so much, Bushman Bob, and we'll be in touch. And I hope you have an awesome day. And um, we can't wait to talk soon and see more of your awesome content. Couple couple questions before we wrap things up for the evening. Do you think the annual pass is a good idea or a bad idea this September or this fall? I should say. Um, it can potentially be a good idea just to have some sort of content, but it's got to be something. It's got to be something that it's going to make players want to play. I feel like, you know, if they release something on for the sake of releasing something and it just doesn't like, you know, move the needle or anything like that, if they still don't have new crucible maps and things like that, you know, like then I think that'll be a mistake. Like there's got to be some evolution of what this annual pass was to the next one. And I'm very conflicted with this question because for me, we know that we're probably not going to get anything the size of Forsaken this fall. It's not going to happen. No, so no, we can't, ex- that's can't not expect going that. to happen. And Forsaken kept us playing for three months. Not even Rise of Iron, I, I would mean, say. Even well, Rise of Iron was a pretty big expansion. It wasn't as big as Forsaken, but it was still pretty substantial. No, yeah. but it was still pretty beefy. Got we had a raid had with it, raid. so and it was so a really good it's raid. It's going to be really interesting to see what Bungie has planned for this fall. And Rocky, Rocky's uh, excited about that too. <laughs> Rocky is still very passionate, actually. Joe. So say hi to Joe, my good buddy. You're going to be on the podcast for a few minutes with us. Joe is my really good friend, Rocky. We get it. Get it. What's up, Joe? And Joe is a new Destiny player. <laughs> this is so exciting. We're going to actually have Joe on the podcast, too. Impromptu guest on the podcast. My good friend, Joe, who started playing Destiny with Forsaken. But he is a freaking rock star because he was higher level than Shadow Price before Shadow Price got to the new content. I'm kidding. Slightly. But uh, Joe did <laughs> on one of my right? characters, possibly. Yeah. And Def. Joe, do you have any thoughts on Destiny? Do you have any thoughts on Destiny Two and the Forsaken and the Annual Pass currently? It's fun. The graphics are great. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's so, good. So, for you as a Pretty new much. player, you're enjoying yourself. You're having fun. You're not dealing with some of the fatigue that some of us veteran players are going through right now in the game. No, no fatigue. (laughs) No fatigue at all. (laughs) So maybe it's us. Maybe the problem is that we've just played Destiny for so long that we need to take a break. Right? Because 
if you yeah, think about I mean, it, it's... I don't think I've had any game where we were expected to get content that's new and fresh for three years straight every single month. I'm right? waiting for the, the, the next expansion to see what kind of graphics and artwork we get out of the next one. Because the visual is one of the best things about the game. Uh, the, the, the controls are great. Uh, all the gameplay, the way they sell layout, everything I really like. But I'm curious to see what they're going to do next. <laughs> Very curious to see what they're going to do next. Yeah, and hopefully we learn about the next content that is coming to Destiny after this season of opulence at E3. That would be the next logical step for us to learn what Bungie is planning. And I think they almost hinted that they're going to be revealing something at E3. At hey, Guardian Con, Guardian too. Con, yep, that's another really big place for them to get their content out and to show off what they're working on so it's going to be really interesting to see what we get what's guardian con guardian con is actually the biggest destiny is it like event Comic-Con? yeah it's 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 exactly yeah, it's like a meetup yeah. yeah it's like a comic con it's like a big um, convention yeah it's convention to go to a comic con very soon actually and uh you should come you should come yeah, back. I would love to. I I love these kind of events, and I think uh, I believe there's one going on uh, that's being scheduled for Ontario. Very cool. So I don't know if they got anything Destiny going on, but it, it's going to be really. It's a place to geek out for sure. Yeah, which I love to do. So awesome. <laughs> so Shadow Price. Before we wrap things up for the evening, I have one more question to ask. What do you expect from Bungie during E3? What do you think we'll get? Oh, yeah, this is this is a tough one because, you know, they're not with Activision anymore. And like, you know, we they're they're releasing Season of Opulence probably a week before E3, I'm guessing, right? Like it looks like it's going to line up to right around the the first week of June, June 4th is when Opulence is going to drop. So E3 is literally the next week. Um, I expect something. Uh, I expect a possible reveal of what is to come in the fall. If it's going to be an annual pass, if it's going to be a, a DLC drop, if they, I mean, if it's going to be, like you said, a look to the future of like where the franchise is going. Um, I expect something from Bungie at E3. That's, I mean, it's just, it's just hard to say what exactly. Cause I mean, they've, or, I mean, I could be totally wrong and they could just like wait till like a month after like Guardian Con or something like that, you know, to reveal something. Um, so, so I yeah. misspoke. So what will happen is we're probably going to get a video reveal of what is coming next after Season of Opulence at e3 and then a month later we might actually get to play some of that content at guardian con where is this uh, going to be located guardian con will be taking place in i want to say orlando Brando, florida, florida. See? ouch <laughs> you don't like orlando florida 
No, it's like in the middle of the state on Florida. It's not near a beach. It's just a big fancy city with a bunch of lights and fake rides. <laughs> I've not been to Orlando, yeah. so if I was gonna go to Florida, I'd go to a better. Uh, I'd go to a beach. Like Tampa. Yeah, you think of Florida, you think of beach, you think Pensacola, you think Miami, you think. So Miami, like that. that's a good one. Yeah. That'd be really yeah, fun. Clearwater. We had a chance to go to Clearwater Beach, but we minus the crime. We went. <laughs> we didn't go far enough when we drove when we were down there for. But uh, like the the, the part that, that sucks that cons for, actually, yeah. for New York State or the Northeast for that matter is we don't really get them. It's a West Coast thing, so. If you really want to, they go do to have New York Comic Con though. The they do have to the West Coast. They do have a Comic Con in New York. What so. is, you gotta go to Canada. <laughs> um, Shadow Price is saying that they do have a Comic Con in New York. Yeah, that's a huge one, but that's only once a year. Yeah, we need more. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. We need more. They have way like more that. on the West Coast. We need more on the East Coast. So do you think they're going to have a trailer at E3 then? I think for whatever's I think coming. We're at the very least going to get a trailer for what is either coming in the fall or they're going to say this is what we're working on with Destiny 3 and here's a preview. More than likely we're probably going to get an annual pass. Is it, is it going to have any incorporation of Destiny 1? Is there going to be anything in that trailer that's going to be a callback? Um, I think so. And I I think that the fact that Luke Smith went on record and and kind of alluded to a Destiny 1 revival in some capacity, I think that means that we are going to go back and get some form of Destiny 1 returning, whether it be certain guns from Destiny 1 returning, maybe Trials of Osiris might be returning and Trials of the Nine, and... Vault of Glass, that would be really cool to see them bring back because that was the first raid. And for the diehard Destiny fan who stuck with them, do you think we're going to get more uh, storyline things in the expansion? We're going to have to get more story content in this new expansion. So I definitely think they're going to save it. You think they're they're like holding on to it and they're going to save it for the next game? Or do you think they're actually going to give us some good stuff right now because we've already got the huge, great platform to play off of? I think they're going to continue to build on the storyline, and they have been doing that this season pretty well. I think they will continue that. I don't know if we're going to get any big campaign missions like we have gotten with Forsaken. I think there's going to be a lot less of that with this upcoming content drop until destiny 3 i think destiny 3 is really when we're going to see something really substantial and something bigger than forsaken so it's going to take some time yeah they just they're working on the big thing right now that's the thing is like they just don't have the resources to put forth we don't know we have no idea you know that well yeah, they don't. They just to put forth like a big story or anything like you know that's know, coming for the fall or anything that like you that. You will be able to pick a side, so you'll be able to serve on the light side or the dark side, whichever you want to side with. Well, and that's I think always fun. That's why they created the whole storyline with the drifter, where you get to pick a side. Are you going to side with the drifter, or will you side with the vanguard? Who did you side with? That, that's great because sometimes you got people like me who watch cops and root for the bad guys. So to be able to pick a side is 
awesome. That, yeah. That's great to me. And it's really interesting how they incorporated the storyline with the Drifter because on the surface, he seems like a bad guy. But when you really get to learn about his character and you get to learn more about the lore, you start to realize that there's there's more to it. He's not really that bad of a guy. Maybe he needs to use the darkness to survive into the Drifter. The guy that runs Gambit. The, guy who the Drifter. Runs Gambit. Yeah, yeah. He just always the one that goes like all a, right, all right, all right. That's there, that's kind of the head of the gameplay and not actually significant. Yeah. So before we wrap things up, I'm actually going to ask Joe a question while he's here. What do you like the most about Destiny since you've started playing? The graphics. The graphics are great. It, since I got the new gaming rig and everything, and like I, I was looking to build a gaming PC anyway, but it kind of like evolved around Destiny and how how well I could push out those graphics that are already awesome on a lower monitor video card. Now they're just phenomenal. Very cool. And Shadow Price, we we know that the weekly update had nothing. So <laughs> we're pretty much going to give it a score this week because there was really no new content besides Bungie saying that well, Season of Opulence will be starting next month. And we also learned that the revelry will be ending as of next Tuesday. And that's pretty much all they shared. There was a movie of the week. They did have some support things that they mentioned that they were fixing with the game. Standard stuff. So not really much of an update. I'm automatically give the update score of one out of five spicy tuna rolls. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Shadow Christ. He's awesome. Oh, thank you, Joe. You're not so bad yourself. Um, I'll give it 0. 0.5. No, thanks. I think I'm mediocre when it comes five. to Destiny, but uh, take it. I'll take it. 0. 0.5. Awesome. <laughs> not even one. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have it. The weekly update gets a 0. 0.5 and a 1 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for this week. So hopefully next week it will be more eventful. Destiny, it's going to go through its ups and downs, and it always has. Game, you know, no, no game can has ever lasted this long for me, and things like that. So I'm kind of grateful for that, you know, it, like because I, I have all these other games that I can play, and I and I need to, and I want to. So this might be a good time to for me to do that. Actually, you know, I could take a break for a month and come back and season the populace, and you know. So I'll be fresh and ready to play and everything. So, I mean, I'm not saying it'll take a break for a straight month, but maybe just sign in to do like the invitation or something like that. And I don't feel like I have to sit there and grind my face off for stuff. You know, I can just enjoy the game casually. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. And the final thing that I want to say is that. Go thank a game developer. Whatever game you play, say thank you. Because they work really hard to 
bring us the games that we love to play. And I know that <laughs> Joe likes that line. That's great. And um, channeling my inner nerd. Be more supportive of the game developers. Be more understanding of what they have to go through because making video games is not easy. It's hard. So whether they come out with something substantial this fall or whether it's a smaller annual pass, go ahead and thank them for bringing us the game that we spent 5,000 hours playing and appreciate them and understand that even if you may not get a lot of new content right away, they are working on new content and it will take some time for us to get it. So try to be more understanding of it. Try to not be as toxic about it and i try also not to be as toxic because i get frustrated with the game often actually and not everything goes perfectly but we appreciate the hard work that bungie has been putting into destiny and we will continue to support them and we will continue to play the game into the new season of the opulence that is going to be launching in June. We will be raiding during the season of opulence and playing all the new content then. And hopefully we can learn more about what is coming next after season of the opulence at E3 and at guardian con and um, shadow price on that note, I think uh, we had a really good show. So uh, we had Bushman Bob on the show. Thank you very much to Bushman Bob for being on with us tonight and for all of his awesome information that he shared with us and all of his thoughts on destiny and uh shadow price on that note where can we learn more about you you can find me on twitter follow me on twitter at shadow price 79 and on twitch at twitch.tv slash shadow price i am shadow price very cool. And you can learn more about Cornholio at OMG Cornholio on the Twitter. You can follow me uh, right over there for all of the gaming news and all of the podcasting that I do. You can also find me at twitch.tv forward slash I am Cornholio. And you can check out all new episodes of the podcast at our website at www.destinyshow.com. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and more. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. And before we actually, we're on one other platform. Thanks, Joe. We're also on YouTube. Finally. It's a very important one. <laughs> Um, I will have the link to the YouTube channel yes. in the show notes because they did not give us a custom URL. So it's just a bunch of letters and numbers. But do make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We will be uploading all of the interview segments right on there. We're also on Instagram at Destiny Show Podcast. So make sure to follow us on Instagram if you like previews of our episodes and really cool images that we'll be sharing and stuff like that. So do make sure to check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the destiny show podcast. And we'll see y'all next week. Have a good night, everyone. Please like, please like and subscribe. Please like and, and subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half demon. And folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go. Finally moving again. How do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud. Fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at fictionalian. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.